0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon to wherever you are in the world listening to another episode of the Bar Am You podcast. How are you guys? It's been a while. I'm sure you're sick of me saying that. Um, no, it's been such a great weekend. I'm, I'm buzzing to bring you this episode. If you're watching now, uh, I hope you really enjoy this one. It's It's taken me the guts of pretty much Friday night. After we recorded, after we got off, I had a, a bit of tea and then I think I was up till about midnight throwing in pictures, videos, trying to find clips of the, the back masking, the music lyrics and just chopping little, to be honest, there wasn't much chopping out. Uh, Sam and I flowed, uh, we did have a toilet break, uh, a couple of bits here and there, but ultimately it was mainly just throwing in pictures and videos, which brings the... To my, to my main point, which is, if you're listening, um, I mean, feel free to carry on, but I really advise people to to watch this one. Um, a lot of pictures, videos, clips uh, to, to sink your teeth into, obviously them, them being visual. I'm actually gonna go, once I finish this uh, intro, I'm gonna look into Spotify, because I know Joe Rogan's on Spotify on video now, and I don't know how that works yet if it's available for all to just upload to Spotify and also Podbean, I see that they have maybe had video for quite some time now, but I've always just added the audio clip. So the more places that can have video, the better for me. Up until now, I've only been using BitChute, Odyssey and Rumble. So head over there if you want to watch. Um, if not, just carry on. Because I mean, there are, there are loads of pictures, especially the part where we compare Sorry, pre-1966 Paul McCartney to after 1966 Paul McCartney. You'll need to see those. Um, but I'm sure if you can't, you can go on my social media. I'll be posting a, a little collage video for you all to, guys to, to get your comments in. So that aside, uh, I must say I, I've thoroughly enjoyed researching this theory. Uh, it's been five or six weeks now since I first reached out to Sam and we arranged to do this episode in the first week of July, but... You know, Life Happens, and, and we recorded there on Friday. The episode in itself was so fun to do. Sam is such a quirky, fun character, uh, good at impressions, had me laughing a few times. Um, it, w- it was easy going. And the only critique I had that how quick the time went, and we haven't even covered it. I felt like I could have gone on another hour or two. Some of the notes, I feel, have gone to waste. I really hope they're not. I, I mean, I'd love to do a part two uh, someday down the line. Uh, but, so if there are things you feel like I've missed out, chances are I've got them on my notes or somewhere on my computer and I can help you out with that, point you in the right direction. But for me, I, I did say early on when I first looked into this conspiracy theory when I found out about the appearance change, you know, his eye colour um, and other things. I, I won't ruin it too much for you guys, but for me that was the smoking gun and then I found out through TikTok when I posted up a collage of uh, appearance comparisons someone was kind enough and whoever you are forgive me for forgetting the name but someone commented on my my little collage that I, I had to check out the memoirs of Billy Shears and I must say and I, Sam I hope you don't mind me saying this but when I mentioned the book to Sam on, on the episode you'll hear Sam make a a comment or, or a laugh or, or some snidey remark um, and, and I don't mean that in a bad way I mean we're all entitled to you know knock knock things and, and have your own opinion on things but that book in itself is not widely publicized and that for me you know perked my ears up and I went in search of a, a book review obviously I'm not a reader but I as I, I keep saying this every episode I am going to get into that um. I looked for some book reviews, even an audio book, it's hard to find. Um, and the book is very mysterious in itself, even the author. Again, I won't ruin it for you, but the book in itself is is really quite interesting and gives a lot away. Um, so yeah, for me, if anyone's interested, look into the memoirs of Billy Shears. And I mean, you could go any, any route with this one. It, it really does open up to a massive spider's web. You've got names thrown in here and there. You could have went in any any direction. You could have looked down the Linda McCartney route with the things that she said on live TV. Um, you could have went down the manager's route, managers being killed, managers found dead. Um, you know, there's, there were so many angles and unfortunately we, we couldn't cover them all in the show. So if you want, get your comments in and, and I'll definitely point you in the right direction or or, or at least try and help. Um, for me, this this is what I'll end by. The the John Lennon question, John Lennon was asked a question by an interviewer, which was, is the song Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds written about the drug LSD? Now, come on guys, you and I both know, and I think everyone knows, The song was written about the LSD. It's well broadcasted that the the Beatles were into psychedelics and things. Um, And he gave the answer that his daughter, I believe, drew a butterfly. And the butterfly's name was Lucy and this guy with diamonds. And this is the answer he gave the interviewer. But that to me sums up this conspiracy, but not only this conspiracy theory. Pretty much a lot that happens in the mainstream, they use this tactic. They'll, they'll tell a white lie to hide us from the dark truth and I think a lot of the Beatles lyrics a lot of the backmasking a lot of the symbology is, is showing us the truth um, but they're not going to outrightly tell us uh, I believe that they will one day I think if you look into the memoirs of Billy Shears there's a hint at the end of the book or the author has has came out and said that there's a lot more to, to release and um, and I think that in itself is a good metaphor to use, in my opinion. Um, also, the I must I must talk a little bit about Sam's uh, rebuttals at the end. Um, and I and I hope Sam, you're not if you're listening, he he's, he's going to do this for his episode. I've sent it over the. No, he he actually recorded it at the same time, so he's going to do this and, and put it up on his feed. So I'm sure he'll do his intro and it's, uh, Sam is such an easy guy to get on with, but I must say the rebuttal at the end, um, and this is, this is where I earn my money, sort of speak. I wish I did earn money from this, but this is where I, you know, I'm worth my grain and salt, I believe, that the rebuttal as to why this is um, bullshit in Sam's words could easily have been swung around in in my favour. I could have said that the reasons that Sam gave, which were, why would they replace him? Why wouldn't, you know, because all it was was money and influence. I could say that. I could say they needed to replace Paul McCartney because without the Beatles, uh, sorry, without Paul, the Beatles wouldn't have been the Beatles and the same effect that the Beatles had on society wouldn't have been the same. So it's just all about the way that you frame it um, also the money thing that he said, like you, you don't realize how big the Beatles were if you weren't around at that time and the money that they were bringing in. Um, so again, it's just the way that you frame it. And that's been a real thing that I've been battling with and how to you know put that out because I'm noticing that a lot on, on TikTok. I'm still you know active on TikTok and, and going into debates just to listen and observe and i'm noticing that the people that you know the words just flow the people that are opposite from myself have that gift of being able to monologue and and basically capture the attention of people and it can win it can win you the debate on that alone you know if you go off in a big monologue about how you know flat earthers are idiots and that they don't you know that in itself is very hypnotic and it, and it can capture the attention of of most people and can frame their mindset. They, they're they already writing off Flat Earth or JFK, or the Beatles, the, the Paul is Dead conspiracy theory, based on a great monologue that's just flows, and Sam did that in his part three, and um, I, I don't have a, too much of, you know, I, I, I probably look as if I've got a real bee in my bonnet about it, but I don't, you know, it, it, it's lights, I've got, you know, such thick skin and I've heard it all so many times, but I feel that now, and because you've seen it, because I've had a guest on that has done this, it's a good time to kind of alert your attention to that, that tactic, because it is, it's a tactic. And and hey, it, it goes both ways. There are conspiracy theories, theorists, that do that against the, the sheep. I mean, my whole premise of my show is Baram you that I hope that I have the password to talk to the sheep. I'm not going to be a dick. I'm not going to slag them off, although I might at times. You know, sometimes I put memes on my Instagram. But it's mainly to spark that, you know, anger and, and in the hope that people see these, they don't like it, so they feel, right, I'm going to go and look into that and prove Baram you wrong. That's the reason I do it. But there are people way worse than me, and 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 I just want you to... You know, do not allow that to shadow, overshadow your 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 thoughts on any any topic in any walk of life, whether it be your work life, your relationship, or conspiracy theories and, and finding out the truth. Do not let someone's monologue capture and take away from the truth. You know, so I feel I felt like that's kind of like the underlying thing with this conspiracy theory. Um, again, I don't want to spoil it too much, but it's it's been a it's been great to look into it, and it's really spurred me on that one day. And I, obviously, I'm not going to do it straight away. I probably should because this stuff's fresh in my mind. But I'm going to get back to the normal stuff that I do. But I will cover the the John Lennon conspiracy, uh, and it's even made me think about like there's theories out there about Elvis, Tupac, Bob Marley. Michael Jackson like these are you know we we kind of brought them up in the show as well and, and you'll, seen, you'll soon know if you don't already know I'm sure you do about the theories surrounding those people but it, it, it gives you a, a world view on how the that industry works and as I said not just the music industry there's this is film this is sport you know sports no different it's been something that I've been looking into a lot in the last year anyway guys I've bored you long enough. Really hope you enjoy this one because I've really enjoyed it. And uh, drop your comments in. And remember, hit that like, follow, share, whatever, guys. You know the drill. Talk to you soon, guys. And turn off your TVs. Bye, guys. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Bar Am You podcast. As I said, uh, I'm really excited about this show. Um, it's a topic that's been on my list for quite some time. I would say one of the earlier episodes I ever listened to was an episode on the Sam Tripley podcast with those conspiracy guys um, talking about this. Uh, it's quite dark. I keep saying to, to people that I talk to in my day-to-day life that I'm doing the, the Paul is Dead conspiracy and it's, it, the reason I've chose it is because my own show has been quite dark recently and I'm what to lighten up, but you know, it's something every time I look into a conspiracy and, and this is no different, it is quite dark. Um, And I thought the main reason, I'm sure you guys have heard me say this tons of times, the main reason I haven't taken on something like JFK or even 9-11 is I think it would be handy to have an older head. No offense, I'm not in this case. It, I don't mean the, old, the age thing, but, with someone that is more mo- was around at those times to know to kind of get a feel for what was going on in the world and what the newspapers were saying, what the feeling was ab- across the seas. And and this subject about the Beatles and Paul McCartney, I felt it would be beneficial to reach out to a Beatles fan. Um and, and I did that. And I'm I'm so delighted to have Sam from the Paul or Nothing podcast on to help me frame this this uh theory um tell us about his love for the for the beatles which i'm sure we all share i don't think there's anyone well there was one and i'll, I'll maybe get into that story who who didn't like the beatles um but like just to set the tone talk about the the feeling in the in the sixties and the 70s um and, and i think that's very beneficial to any theory so thank you sam for coming on and i'm as i say i'm really excited to to have you and to talk about this one
1: thanks for having me on dude this is really exciting i am i'm really excited to, to talk about paul is dead again i think i think i did my i did a three part series on it maybe 4 years ago now something like that and that was back in my podcast infancy when i kind of did the show a little differently it's changed a lot now And going back to those episodes was a little cringeworthy. So I'm glad I get to kind of revisit this with you. I do that a lot on my own show. I do these Listen With Sam episodes where I go back to albums I've already covered before and see if my opinions have changed. So I guess that's kind of what we're doing here today. I'll be interested if my opinions have changed, but we will will get onto that later, I'm sure. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, that's always good to hear from from my perspective as someone that's open to having their mind changed, because... I mean I I come across those the the people that are setting their ways all the time and I mean it, it's fun to kind of challenge them but I, I do like that you are open to to change your mind even though and I must say I listened to your three parter I listened to the first part when when I first reached out to you just here actually then the other two parts were more recent I think I listened to your part 2 on Sunday night while I was on night shift with the headphones in loved it and and I must say and I did say to you how uh, very open and very convincing you are like when i heard part 3 i was stunned at the 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 change in your opinion which was good like i really enjoyed it and i really enjoy your style i've said it to you before so people guys if you if you're looking for a music podcast and you love the beatles sam is definitely for me not only the 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 information that you're putting across but the style i've said that before i like it's almost like you're reading an audiobook and i know you put a lot of effort into your shows so honestly, guys, get on board um, and, and give Sam a listen. Um, and as I say, I have to say, part three was, uh, I mean, because I'm so thick skinned and, and, and I enjoy it and I see what you are doing there, it it, it made for good listening. But boy, did it, it like kind of give me a little bit of nervousness to jump on and, and, and like see what would because you were very scathing. And and I hope today that you bring some of that energy because I, I I'm not scared of it. And I think it's good to be honest and all that. Um, but just know that it's all in good vein and that's and, and you know, as long as there's respect and all that. But don't feel that you can't interject and think that I'm maybe, you know, misguiding people. You You're know. A
1: crack. It's fine, dude. Don't worry. It's it's all good. It's yeah. all fake news, everybody. It's all fake Beatles news.
0: <laughs> Paul
1: McCartney, he's not even alive. Okay. He was replaced <laughs> by a clone
0: in the 60s. Okay. Oh uh, my god. I got
1: idea. I got the files in my home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um I guess uh yeah, we'll start. I've got my notes here, and, I, and I've just started off by saying like a little bit about why you're you're such a big Beatles fan. Um mm-hmm. if you if you want to get into you know that sort of thing, um, and we'll just go on from there.
1: Don't worry, bro, I've got my my little set menu here for these kind of questions. Uh, it all goes back to my parents. Uh, my dad had a copy of Sergeant Pepper's Learning Hearts Club Band, an album we're probably going to talk about quite a lot today. Uh, he stole that from his neighbour, and he kept it, the name of his neighbour, still written on in to this day. And that's where the passion comes from. Eventually, he gets an old iPod Classic. Do remember the ones that were about this big? Mm-hmm. And they weighed about yeah. 17 kilos. He got one of them, and he filled it full of music. And this was, I mean, I'm I'm 30 years old, so I'm in that kind of transitionary period of not having mobile phones to having mobile phones and iPods and streaming and LimeWire and all those things kind of came in as I was growing up and into, into adolescence. And suddenly, I found myself with... Hundreds of thousands of songs, and there was, you know, you're going through, you're scrolling through the iPod, and I, I get to be Beatles, and instantly I'm drawn to this music. Every song is catchy, every song is memorable, every song is iconic. And I actually don't know that most of the songs that my dad has picked are actually off random anthology and unreleased tracks, because back in those days, Limewire, it was the Wild West, folks. People could, you, you could just title it anything, anything, and people would download it. Uh, And so many of my original Beatle memories were formed in those early days, even though there were the wrong opinions. Like that song didn't lead into that song or that track didn't actually sound like that, yada, yada. Uh, Then I go to secondary school, uh, a few years pass. And then with my iPod Nano, which helps kind of give the story a little bit of a narrative flow, I lend to a friend of mine. He puts on the album Revolver and that's when everything everything kind of clicks. I realise what albums are, why track listing is important why there's a certain flow and uh, ambiance to an album that's when I, I you know when I first became a snob basically and then me and that chap we did a Tom Waits podcast because we were even snobbier than that at one point and after we had our own Lennon and McCartney split up I thought I can't do the Beatles in the same way that you're a bit too respectful of Kennedy and 9-11 to just kind of Go storming in to whether thermite cut the steel beams in the center columns or not. You know, you've got to, you've got to, you know, tiptoe around. You've got to talk about Bigfoot first. You know, just kiss the thighs a little bit. You can't, you can't go storming into the center passage as it as it were. And so I thought I'm not going to do Lennon because his career is too short. I'm not going to do Harrison because I'm not interested. And Ringo sucks. So I thought I'd do a Paul McCartney podcast and. The thing that I think what you might be drawn to as a listener is the fact that, unlike a lot of other podcasts out there, I went into it not knowing the entire McCartney back catalogue. I knew a couple of albums, but the point was, oh, I'm actually going to discover it with you. And the whole point is that I don't go in with the baggage of previous generations. I don't go in thinking, oh, well, this didn't get to number one back in 86, so it's a bad one. I hate that kind of fixed view of the world. I feel like that would lean very much into the view of a conspiracy type podcast mindset. I'm not just gonna accept what the dogma before me was and I'm gonna go into this with my own fresh mind. Obviously that ethos declines uh, the more of the discography I cover, but um, you know, hopefully I've retained some of my uh, proletariat, young, angry McCartney fan uh, anger as it were um, I mean I have, I have like a Patreon now which I, I don't get a lot but it's yeah you know, I get enough to like pay my vinyl fees every month nice. and that does change you as a person you suddenly start valuing things differently and I'm reviewing uh, McCartney's latest book of photography right now and it's taken me weeks to write a book review and it's because fundamentally I don't care about it. I'm not interested. And it costs £60 or £40 or 45 or however, however much on the day, however many dollars that is. And it's just, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and you won't get that on another Paul McCartney podcast. You won't get them just going, oh, who cares? There's such a, a feverish cult aspect to a lot of uh, okay. Beatles fandom. And I've always tried to steer away from that. Uh, you know, every podcast I've done, I've never been afraid to go. Yeah, that new Metallica track sucks, or yeah. you, you know, any anything like that. I'm, you know, that's what will set you apart from a lot of them. Uh, you know, I imagine even within the realm of conspiracy podcasts, there are the ones that are more stringent and ones that are more liberal, and there's oh, a yeah. certain. Um, ebb and flow in between. I bet there are super fans out there who think those conspiracy guys have already been compromised by the (laughs) FBI and they themselves are the PSYOP. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Guys, I'm telling you last podcast on the left, they are paid by the government per giggle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the more of the episode they spend giggling and oh, oh, who's the, Oh, it's the guy who he was in the Wolf of Wall Street, was wasn't he? One of those guys from that podcast.
0: Oh, see, the wife that's one of the wife's probably top three podcasts. I would say even top one. That she she just loves those guys. Yeah,
1: no, they are they are they are good, but sometimes you just want to know what gang stalking is and not what their comedic take on it is. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. What is it though? Can we just you know? yeah. Yeah. Anyway, forget all about that. Uh, Paul, Paul and I think, I'm going through all the albums. I've, I've just done Driving Rain. I'm doing all of the early 2000 stuff right now. If you like Paul McCartney and a bit of an acerbic, less uh, holier-than-thou take on his story, uh, not, not just the albums, but all of his movies, his life, every project he's done, his poetry, art, whatever, you will probably be interested. So, yeah, in fact, yeah. plugs plugs are done. Let's, let's awesome. move into the meat of it. And I thought... The best thing I can do is explain to your listeners in no simple terms, what is Paul is dead? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> rather like the Freemasons, it's, it's a bit easy to say what Paul is dead isn't than, than uh, what it is. Because <laughs> what when you say what it is in a kind of... Uh, it's not what you said, it's the way you said it kind of way where if you say it kind of flat and matter of fact... It does sound a bit silly, but yeah. you have to prep the story the, the right way. It is one of those. Yeah, bro. <laughs> so, bro, Paul McCartney died in nineteen sixty six. What? Yes, that is the premise of Paul is dead. Paul yeah. McCartney, the man we all love, uh, is is not James Paul McCartney. He is an imposter. Uh, Either on the 9th of September, the 9th of November or the 11th of November 1966, Paul McCartney was either replaced by a double who looked a lot like him, a man who had plastic surgery, uh, a government clone or a, a star child or maybe some form of demonic Entity. Mm -hmm. There are many interpretations as who he was replaced by. That doesn't matter at this stage. The fact is he was replaced. Mm -hmm. And the man who wrote yesterday and Eleanor Rigby and here, there and everywhere, all my loving, I saw her standing there, has not been writing this music ever since. He's not been... You know, out there on stage at Glastonbury at eighty, probably being kept alive by Adrena Chrome. You know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, that's that's not him. And this imposter has been running around. You know, uh, be, marrying Linda, having children, <laughs> <laughs> marrying Heather. I mean, the real Paul McCartney wouldn't have married a woman with one leg. That would never. Have been, that's another bit of evidence for you. Um, and basically, on that day, he'd had a car crash or was in a, uh, a car accident, like run over, potentially. Um, he, he either blew his mind out in a car or lost his head, as it were. There's definitely a bit of symbolism in the, in the beheading there. Anyone who's uh, a fan of Ari Astor's work will surely know what I'm on about there. And the idea is that he's he's died and whatever shadowy cabal you want it to be, MI5, CIA, NSA, BBC, <laughs> uh, NWA, whichever one you want it to be, they decided that the Beatles were too powerful and too influential to just stop. Uh, maybe just the money train was too influential. Yep. And, and, or, you know, maybe they're, potential as a mind control asset was too valuable to just let slip by the wayside. And so, one Billy Shears Shears. Billy Shears was brought in to replace McCartney entirely, both Mm -hmm. musically and in the public sphere. Although, you can go into a Folks, there are lots of subcategories within the Paul or nothing conspiracy. I'm sure the same is with a lot of your, your your episodes. There's a bit of pick your own adventure kind of aspect to some of these conspiracies. And one of them could be that from the very beginning, the Beatles were never writing their own music. And so that helps make a lot of make a lot more sense with you know further down the the line and pace over certain yeah. uh, inconsistencies. But yeah, this Billy Shears, he does all the training, uh, he changes his, his appearance as much as he can. Um, there might be minor or major inconsistencies though with things like appearance, height and voice. Um, and this actually leads into one of my favourite sub-sub-sub categories of conspiracy is that the reason the whole Yoko Ono th- uh, rift exists is because she met Paul before the car crash. She met Paul way before John, uh, and so Yoko's comments that she didn't know who the Beatles were is actually rubbish. She was going to Paul, I think it was like for a loan for an art exhibit, and Paul's like, "No, no, you should go and check out my friend John." Okay, but, but um, don't like hip like hypnotize him and steal his stealing from his wife or anything. Okay, <laughs> um, oh, well, I was gonna I'm gonna squeeze in a few more Paul impressions before the day is done, my son. But um, <laughs> um and then she goes off. She hooks up with John. And then, by the time she comes back and meets full fake Paul, fake Paul—that's another of these words we'll be hearing a lot today. Um, she knows he's the fake, and that's why Paul and Yoko don't like each other. Okay. Another interesting little factoid there. I, yeah.
0: I haven't, I haven't heard that one. Uh, as I say, i said so. Uh, yeah, that that there's this this conspiracy theory. I almost felt like a detective. I felt like I should go into my my house at night, throw Paul McCartney on the wall and do one of those spider web things like, oh, Jane Asher, Linda McCartney. Are you
1: telling me you don't have red ribbon in a drawer somewhere ready no.
0: to go with pins and cork? Just no, yeah, so, many, so many names, so many different directions you can go with this theory. And, and, I, and I want to say that sometimes I think that's a good thing. It kind of... Makes the theory more plausible that there are so many leads and so many people saying things and in interviews and, but then at the same time as well, it, it's so messy and so this conspiracy theory is frustrating to get into because, as someone who you know seeks truth all the time, I'm like, this is so subjective. The 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 mm-hmm. the, the lyrics that we'll get into, the the backmasking, the pictures that we'll put on the screen for you guys to analyze for yourself one person will say, yeah, I hear what I want to hear. And then the other person will say completely different. And I think you see that throughout this whole conspiracy is it's very subjective. So I don't, I, I I'm fully on board with people being a critique saying that, you know, the conspiracy theorists are wanting to see things and therefore they're, they're, you know, they're tricking their own minds. I get that. Um, but for me, the occult side of things, and we'll get into that later, it, it's something that's very prevalent in my show, where no matter what conspiracy theory I cover I always have a section telling you guys that you know this number appears rarely, uh, regularly we all know the Freemasonic numbers 33 being the highest level of Scottish Rite Freemasonry 13 uh, York Rite Freemasonry and they, these numbers appear throughout a conspiracy theory I usually use them as like confirmation bias and I'll, and I'll openly admit I'll look at mm-hmm. as you said earlier does um Jet fuel met, melt steel steel beams. Uh, is it possible to fly a a plane? You know all these things about 9-11 that we all look into, and after that, I'll look into the symbology and the and the the occult, mm-hmm. the gematria, and if there's any of it there, I'll, for me, I'm kind of like I'm on board. I'm I'm you know I I believe it. Yeah. And with this one, it's it's no different. And thanks for taking on the the for me that probably the hardest task is to to tell the listener what the theory is because in that story there about him um i've got in the the early hours of sunday morning on the 11th of september 1966 and you were right again some people you listen to will believe it's november november 9th is it Mm -hmm. or or, yeah because of the way that the 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 uk has their date and the america obviously has the month first you know there's a gray area there uh i've I've also got that he picked up a hitchhiker named Donna, and then on someone else... No, brought,
1: it's lovely Rita. Ex- yeah. Well, yeah. Well, oh, so on
0: one podcast, I'm hearing the name Donna, and, and that's why the, the, the song was written Lady Madonna. And then I hear... <laughs> I've Rita, never heard that one. I know. Oh, and, then, and then on another podcast, I'm getting the name Rita um you're listening to other podcasts wow. yeah well, uh, see as as a podcaster uh, I, I admit like listening to documentary uh, podcasts documentaries i'm not much of a reader which is my letdown i need to same into- oh dude dude it's books suck <laughs> books suck folks i'm sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but, uh, but i will tell you as well uh, the memoirs of billy shears which is a book that i was told about when i <laughs> <laughs> i put a little promo on my tiktok and um, last week to advertise this this episode and someone that i didn't know must have uh, found my post and and commented have you read the memoirs of billy shears and i've listened to a couple of reviews um yes. one in particular by the sage of quay Podcast. He's becoming the the Paul is dead guy. He's he's always appearing on people's shows. It's it's kind of his niche now. Oh, you know, you've
1: got to hook me up with this guy. I'll yeah,
0: he's uh, very all about the occult, which which suits me, and I'm gonna give him a follow. So yeah, shout out to the Sage of Quay. Um, the the book is and to, again. I've got to be honest. It is classed as historical, um, historical fiction. Uh, the theory is that the 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 author who's called Tom EU Harriet, who no one knows <clears throat> if they're real or not because they've never appeared on an interview they've there's they, they do have a Facebook and um this guy Sage of Quay Mike Williams, I believe his name is has reached out and contacted him and has consistent contact but there's no evidence that this guy is is who he says he is there are theories out there that it's actually Billy Shears. And, and when you read the book and, you, and some of the, the information that I've already picked up from the book is it sounds very much like it's, it's Billy Shears himself writing the book. Um, It, it fascinates me that, that Paul McCartney hasn't sued the Tommy, you for some of this stuff that's in there because. Dude, Paul McCartney doesn't
1: sue for the reason he doesn't sue me for using his music in his podcast, because you don't, you don't acknowledge the plebs. Okay, okay. Yeah. you just you you just don't, and I I accept that. Okay. I mean, look look look. I mean, there, there, there's a lot to take into account when going into a conspiracy like this. Like, first of all, you know, the guiding hand always gets you in the door. This clue says this. No, no, let them listen to it, and then let them see if they hear something. Um. You know, you've got the confirmation bias of there are clues. I will find them. You've got frequency illusion because there's loads of clues, so that makes them appear more legitimate. But two million pieces of shit is still one big piece of shit. (laughs) Uh, And then you've got pareidolia, the the idea of like perceiving vague and often random stimuli as being significant or connected or having a pattern. These are all things you have to take into account. And if you can. Honestly, look at yourself in the mirror and say, I've done that due diligence and I've still got things that I find interesting. Then I will have a genuine debate with you. But if you're telling me that Paul McCartney was replaced by like a lizard person or something, I'm really just going to be like, "Ah, okay, where's the morph, the biological morphology, and like the evolutionary biology uh, factors that would make this like stuff like that really bugs me, you know. Uh, I don't want to have an SCP kind of podcast here where we're talking about you know fake creepy pasta stuff. Let's no,
0: just, no, 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 oh, no. I'm, I'm not that. I'm not yeah. that uh, deep in the rabbit hole uh, yet. Again, I'll, I'll look into it. And, I, and I, there's no. I don't any... think
1: skinwalkers are going to appear in this <laughs> at, at any yeah. point. Um, you know, maybe Cthulhu might make a cameo at the end. I don't know, but. <laughs> I'll try and make it as interesting yeah.
0: as I Yeah. No, for I me can. I think I think it's good to touch on that there are even within the the Paul is dead conspiracy there are two camps almost. I he- I heard this last night on that that episode that there What are you mean like...
1: Rubes and not Rubes? Yeah. So,
0: so <laughs> the guy the guy explained it as like Paulism versus uh like the whole he 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 thinks it's like um there are people out there that are all about the original Paul they believe that they believe in the the creation story of four guys going into a record. Well, you, I mean, you can tell that mm-hmm. story a little bit better than me, but like how they how they were started, um, and then there's him, and this is the side that I kind of go with that that the Beatles were uh, a Tavistock project that were created, um, for you know social engineering and all that stuff that yeah. you again will be better at because I I actually. That is kind of something that I probably will do an episode on further down the line, being in politics and conspiracy, which I believe are combined, the whole shift from one way of lifestyle. So, and again, I'm not a religious person, but the way we lived our lives in the pre-1960s, pre-Beatles, if you will, was more you religious-y, traditional values, and the Beatles really shook that up. So... When I hear this guy talking about that stuff, it does perk me up up for other reasons. But you know, I find it fascinating that a Beatles, a band, a band, never mind the Beatles, can can do such such work. Like and as you said to me the other day when we had our first call, they did their what was it the expression you said they did their ten thousand hours. They yeah. they were everywhere. They always had an influence. They were in magazines, interviews. You know, they were everywhere. So. Um, for me that's the side I'm going with. I, I don't believe it was a, a reptilian. I, I actually believe cards on the table that I believe that I'm I'm never hundred percent on anything, but I do believe that the original Paul is no longer with us. And I believe that Billy Shears um is an occultist. I believe he's he he admits that he was for the first eight years of his life, he was trained by Alistair Crowley and that. Um, Paul and John made a Faustian bargain in Stockholm, in Sweden, um, in the, in 1963. And basically, the, the the Faustian bargain is the deal with the devil, where blood has to be shed in order for success. And I believe that Paul was was sacrificed. Basically, that's the the dark occult side of this conspiracy theory. That again, you know, it, it it's dark. It's it's hard for people to hear, but I'm fully on board. I. I almost want to say I know, and I know people will, will critique me for that, but I know that's the way that that's the world we live in. Whether it whether it's two with Paul or Eminem or Ed Sheeran or any of these celebrities, I know one of these at least has done that, and I, and I would be pretty confident to say that most have. Um, the issue with with Paul McCartney one is, yes, I agree to find someone that looks remotely like him that can play, you know, that can write songs that can just step in um is a hard task not impossible in my opinion but that's that's kind of where i come from well um before i
1: truly respond to that just something that i thought of then sh- surely john was the one who was eventually sacrificed
0: yeah that and is
1: and the real and maybe the real like a lot of i mean i think a lot of this does come down to the fact that john was killed i mean We're going to go to the timeline shortly, and it was around 69 that it really took off. And it had a chance to become a cultural phenomenon before Lennon died. But I think the death of John is a trauma that even impacts this conspiracy and bleeds into it. I mean, just go back to what you were saying, the the centre of this conspiracy is that The overall importance and cultural influence of the Beatles is unparalleled, folks. You've got so many channels and websites to go on. You've got so many like uh, ways to absorb content. In 1963, when they come to the United States, you've got like three or four channels uh, of all just boring white men in suits going, "Ladies and gentlemen," you know. It's all just that. That's all you have. And then these, and then your president is killed. The The symbol of youth is stripped away from the country and suddenly they are everywhere because there is no other place for them to be other than everywhere. You are either Marilyn Monroe or you're in the background. That's just how popularity was that you couldn't have your own Instagram and make enough off your own Patreon and just be famous with the people you're famous with. And that kind of influence puts them in a unique position of, uh, Potentially, in the eyes of the establishment, maybe being able to make or break the very systems that they existed within, whether it's getting the youth to devalue religion. John's comments, you know, we're bigger than Jesus. Let's not get, um, you know, Southern American, well, he's a blasphemer. I'm not about that, but the idea that, yeah, the youth are moving away from organized religion. That was just a fact. He was just saying it. But again, he's the poster child of that kind of. Uh, thinking the devaluing of the family uh you know with free love that that kind of thing uh engaging in drugs tuning in tuning out uh rebelliousness youthfulness um tearing down old powers you know back when tearing down old established systems actually had meaning to it uh and it wasn't just about Attacking every statue in a town square somewhere, uh, <laughs> but the Beatles had that power. They had that influence, and that's the centre of the conspiracy. And that 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 is correct. The other thing I want to just bring up before we go into the timeline is: who says Paul is dead means Paul is literally dead? Mm-hmm. This could just be symbolic and in the way that every idiot who thinks the Bible is literal doesn't realise that it's actually a bunch of symbolic metaphors to give desert folk who are illiterate something to live by so they don't kill and rape each other. Paul is dead could be a similar thing. This is a way for certain people in the music industry to kind of say, yeah, Paul has changed. Paul is different. Uh, Paul is dead. You know, the, the Paul we knew that wrote those early songs is now gone. And you can see that because around the time of Paul is dead is Sgt. Pepper's no Lonely Hearts Club Band. And that is the turning point when it goes from John Lennon's band yeah. to Paul McCartney's band. Sergeant Pepper is Paul's idea. It's his concept. John writes a couple of throwaway numbers just to stock up the album, but it's all Paul. It's all him from that point onward until it ended. And... You know, you see that on the Pepper cover, the four Waxwork Beatles looking sad. Uh, Ringo's got his hand on Paul's shoulder, and they are looking at their own death. And, you know, you, you can even link this to ego death and LSD and, you know, the melting away of the previous self and the soul and being reborn And then you can even link that to the things the Beatles were doing around that time, uh, you know, in terms of their Eastern influences as well, Uh, uh, the Maharishi, Maharishi Yogi, and all of those Eastern influences that the Beatles brought to the West pretty much single handedly, Um, you know, again, death, rebirth, that's a very Eastern kind of philosophy rather than kind of the, just uh, a serfdom, death, heaven cycle of the West. I don't even know where I'm going with this anymore. Look, there's a lot that, that, that there's a lot to this. Uh, it's all very interesting to talk about, and it does have real life applications, whether you believe it or not. I yeah. think is this is is the safe thing to say. But um, shall I give everyone a quick rundown of the timeline before we yeah. get too confused? Uh, this has actually been very interesting for me because I've never actually put this in in order before, like, uh, normally on, on the podcast. Like I, I split mine up by topic rather than date. And uh, it's funny to see just how much happens in a short space of time, actually. On the 26th of December, 65, Paul McCartney suffers a moped accident whilst visiting his family in Liverpool. He chips his tooth. You can see the evidence for this in the Paperback Writer and Rain music videos. In September 1966, Beatles press agent Tony Barrow began receiving a number of phone calls from people asking whether Paul McCartney was all right, to which he replied that he'd recently just speaking with McCartney and nothing was wrong. So suspicions are brewing. Uh, Wednesday, the 9th of November, 66. Uh, this is the most widely accepted date for the, the Paul is dead conspiracy, though there are a couple of others here and there. 26th of May, 67, you've got Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band being released the 7th of January, 67, a similar rumour circulates in London that Paul McCartney has been killed in a traffic accident whilst driving along the M1 motorway on the 7th of January. Uh, McCartney's Mini Cooper was involved in an accident outside of London and it was run off the road. People see the car, they panic, although apparently at the time it's being driven by a Moroccan student named Mohammed Hajij, and McCartney was not present. 69 uh, just early 1969, that's that, that's all it says. Uh, Terry Knight, a singer who at one point was an Apple employee potential, releases the single entitled St. Paul, where he directly references the conspiracy. On the 1st of July 1969, John Lennon, along with Yoko Ono and their son Sean, are involved in a car crash up in Scotland. This is the reason why John was late to the Abbey Road sessions. On the 17th of September sixty nine, we have the first known print reference uh, written by Tim Harper about the conspiracy in the Times-Delphic, a newspaper of Drake University in Des Moines, Iowa. Harper claims to have gotten the story secondhand from a friend who heard it on a radio show and read it in underground newspapers at the time. Then on the 12th of October, 69, a caller to a Detroit radio station, Double told disc jockey Russ Gibb about the rumour and several of its clues. Many of them were established, some of them he probably made up on the spot at this point. uh, Gibb and other callers then discussed the rumour on air for the next hour, during which Gibb offered further potential clues. Then on the 14th of October, two days later in 69, the Michigan Daily published a satirical review of Abbey Road uh, by Unity Michigan student Fred Labour, who had listened to the exchange two days prior, and he released McCartney Dead, New Evidence brought to Light. Uh, I go into that a lot in my show, but we'll talk about it later here as well. Uh, on the 21st of October, 69, WABC disc jockey Robbie Young, or Yonge, discusses the rumour on air for over an hour before being pulled off air. Not because of the cabal, but for just breaking format. Then on the 22nd of October, a day later, McCartney has had enough of the Beatles and of London, and he packs up with Linda and the kids and the dog, and they head off to his farm up in Scotland. On the same day, Peter Brown gives him a call and confirms him as alive again for fans. 24th of October, 69, McCartney agrees to speak with BBC's Chris Drake. The interview takes place at the singer's High Park Farm in Campbelltown, Scotland. McCartney suggested that because he's adopted a lower public profile recently, that that might have, uh, you know, contributed to the conspiracy because he used to do an interview a week. Then on the 7th of November, jumping forward, The Paul is Dead fiasco is still kind of going on and Life magazine publishes an article all about it and they basically go up to Paul's farm to get more clues and to try and get him to give a statement. This is when Paul is really pissed off and he comes out of his seclusion and he punches one of them and he throws a bucket of fish heads at another one. He's really angry and everyone's more concerned about the Paul is Dead stuff. And it's actually in this interview when Paul says... So, yeah, um, the Beatles thing's over. And that kind of skirts under the radar. People are just walks it about whether he's dead or not. Then on the 10th of April, 1970, Paul quits the Beatles is the headline in the Daily Mirror. Then finally, in May 2007, Bettina Crishpin, a woman who claims to have had a love child with Paul McCartney, claims he has faked his paternity test. And that brings us to the modern day, where we have dozens of Facebook groups, Twitter pages, Instagram pages, YouTube videos, all detailing Paul is dead to various degrees. We even have that uh, Last Will and Testament of Billy Shear's book, like you say, and there's even the Last Will and Testament of George Harrison, kind of faux documentary thing, uh, going through the conspiracy as well. I mean... It's never been bigger. It's never been bigger as a conspiracy. And it makes sense because the Beatles, even though they broke up like 50 years ago, are still bigger than ever. They still have that same kind of cultural influence. And I think no matter what version of the multiverse you are in, you are going to get a Beatles conspiracy wherever you're from. Whether it's they didn't write their music, or whether they all died, or whether they're all actors, or whether they change people throughout, you know, there's always going to be a bills conspiracy, no matter where in the cosmos you are from. And we just happen to be in the one where it's Paul McCartney died. Right, let's go through some evidence then, shall we? Let's go yeah. through some evidence. I need some more whiskey
0: yeah (laughs) yeah thanks for that i was uh that's that's why i I reached out to you just for that (laughs) you know the whole timeline thing it's it's very for me a lot of these links and names come up and it's like do i do i go down that path i could have easily have went down the, the path of the dna test that you mentioned i didn't so that i mean the whole point of these podcasts is we know that in the the one to two hours we can't cover every aspect but just to have a general chat, put as much information out there for the listener to, to make up their mind on, on the on the subject is is what I'm all about. Um, <clears throat> I would love to see. see.
1: You, you know what? I'll just explain the DNA thing. Um, yeah. Basically, there was a German lady who claimed that Paul had a baby with her uh, in the late 50s or early 60s during their Hamburg days, and basically the expected results of the paternity test were not as expected. And the idea is, is that it's not the same. Billy Shears does not share the same DNA as the original Paul McCartney, which would be, you know, through his insemination of this woman as the original Paul McCartney would have passed on his DNA. And because they don't match, it's not because she's a a crazy kraut who was just making up some bullshit. Uh, It's because Paul was replaced in the sixties, and yeah. the DNA doesn't match. But yeah, back to your train of thought. My friend. Yeah, I could, I could, I couldn't let that one lie. No, no, no no no, one... no, no,
0: no, no. I'm glad that's that's what you're here for. Um, I, I, I will say there probably is a lot of links and leads that that do lead you down the garden path, like with most conspiracy theories. Um, again, I think it's it's just just pulling them up just to you know cover them and and. I think that's the bare minimum that, that we can do. Um. So, uh, yeah, so let's get on to the lyrics or the appearance, whichever one. Um. I, I said to Sam, Sam's been kind enough to, to host this today. Uh, and what we'll do is we'll hopefully be, uh, after the episode's done, I'll be putting up, you know, pictures yeah. on the screen. We'll even have an interlude and we'll put... The magic of movies, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um i'm I'm getting better but i'm not quite at the level where we can do it live you know do it as we're chatting we'll Um, do it live (laughs) fuck it (laughs) fuck it so so hopefully as we're talking through the appearance and the the lyrics you'll be hearing you'll be seeing and and making your own mind up and please this is the part where you know get a bit of feedback get your comments in me and sam would both i'm sure like to hear what your thoughts are um on, on the, the differences in, in appearance and what you hear in the bat masking which i must premise for me the bat masking thing need we need to premise that this is a this is a tactic um, or not a tactic this is a technique that that i believe that george martin was was good good at and, and many other record labels have that, that gift i think the beatles were not the only ones that use this technique which is the art of when you play songs in reverse, it says alternative things. I, I remember listening to, and again, an episode on Sam Triple e where he had someone on showing, I think it was David Bowie's music, a lot of backmasking in his music, very dark, very demonic. Um, But with the Beatles, there's a lot of lyrics, which apparently, and it's up to you guys to, but a lot of them sound like they're saying things that would go along with the theory that Paul is in fact dead.
1: Um, just to say though backmasking wouldn't exist without the format it's printed on which is vinyl records and something that happens when you spin a record backwards against yeah. the grain yeah. and this is now here's the sub This you, you know that meme where it's like the guy with the gun to the back of his head but then the, there's the guy with the gun to the back of his head and there's this guy in space with another gun the real conspiracy here, folks, is if you spin your records backwards, you fuck up the record, you fuck yeah. up your needle. You are now in you're now indebted to the vinyl industrial complex. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you, you've now got to buy another record, you've got to buy another stylus or needle, or even a new record player.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This could totally be a thing. Or even just, oh well, I'll buy one record to spin backwards. I'll buy one record to play normally. Like I do that with a lot of McCartney records. Whenever a new one comes out, I'll buy one for the for the plastic velour case okay. and and one to fuck up. And <laughs> to say that this isn't a factor in it at all, kind of like, you know, the whole like 9-11, did Bush cause 9-11 or did Cheney just capitalize on it? I think there's a Dick Cheney at Apple Corps who's like, yeah, I'm gonna shoot a guy's face off in a hunting uh, yeah. game and, and then we're gonna sell more albums. Yeah. There's a, certainly an element like that to this yeah. as well. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. And, I mean, the Beatles part... definitely pushed this, regardless of whether it's true or not. Regardless, yeah. it's a narrative that was pushed to sell records, and yeah. we're all fools, all on hills.
0: Yeah, no, no, I, I, I totally. I mean, that is a very plausible theory. And, and, and in fact, I probably believe it because we live in a, a capitalistic society, still do, uh, as much as some people might disagree. And that is a great way of making money. Um, however, as you said, whether that changes what's actually being said is a different story. But I, I just I, I did feel it's it's good to premise that this isn't just people looking into things and going, Oh, that's that this is a, te- a technical thing. It, it was is a used. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I as-, as I say I, I didn't know that it was a thing until you know researching this this well episode. weirdly like when you go back to the 80s it's like heavy metal
1: bands that do it like summon Satan, <laughs> and it's like and like no it's more like a way to I feel like if vinyl records had been around in the Bolshevik Revolution, it would have been a way to be like, the Reds must defeat the Whites in the Urals. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to put secret messages in like that, like Lenin must beat. Um, Oh, no, hang on, wait. Who were the... Th- Kamenev, Zinoviev and Bukharin. Boom. Those were the three uh, threats to Lenin. Bam! No, or three threats of Stalin, something like that. Okay. Rush, Russian history mind mind fart. That's not going to make the, the final edit, <laughs> but let's
0: press forward. Yeah. Uh, so, so I know you did a great part. I think it was your, was your, your part two that was full of of what we're about to talk about. So, first and foremost, if you want to hear more of this stuff, head over to Sam's part two. The other uh, source that I've heard is good. I haven't you know watched it or looked at it is. Cranberry sauce. Apparently, that's the the go-to for all of these backmasking examples in the one place. Um, for for today, uh, for me, I've got written down here some that we could walk through and just get your, I mean, your uh, belief on it. Uh, is that? And now this one, I, I know we'll save this one for last, and you'll see why. The Paul is dead man. Miss him, miss him. What's your thoughts on that? I believe that is from. I'm so tired.
1: So I think the best way for us to do this uh, mm-hmm. is to go through chronologically because there is a certain okay. story to it. And uh, one of the great things about Sgt. Pepper, it, did, it, it, it didn't have any singles. It's that good of an album, maybe, But it mm-hmm. did have some non-album singles from the sessions, starting with Strawberry Fields Forever. Yeah. Uh, as you mentioned, the classic cranberry sauce uh, is the excuse that... Uh, Fall and the Illuminati Cabal shadowy collective used Uh, at the end of that song uh, during the closing as you'll hear uh, shortly I'm sure you will hear someone go I buried Paul (laughs) (laughs) and uh, supposedly what Lennon was actually saying is cranberry sauce and for me it's either a real fuck-up in terms of the admin of the evil cabal. Like, why are they letting this through? Yeah. Uh, you know, Why is this being able to make its way to air? Uh, or it's a fantastic example of the Beatles being ahead of the curve, and they know about this conspiracy already, and they're already laying seeds yeah. for this. I mean... You could see the whole Paul is dead thing as the uh, horrible exploitation of certain mental states within the general populace. And because we live in a world where there are real conspiracies, where the Gulf of Tonkin happened and the Titanic probably wasn't the Titanic and Mm -hmm. 9-11's really fucked up, it's easy to see what people can latch
0: on to something like this. Could I... Help! I'm saying help you out. You don't need my help, but like, <laughs> um, would you say? Here's my first question, I suppose, and, and this is the type of dialogue I'd like to see going probably forward, uh, or at least at the end. Is I'll ask you questions. I want to hear your answer, and you, 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 vice versa. You can bite back. You can ask me. You can, you know, question me. Put me on the spot. But would you say that for me, the lyrics points out to me that either. The conspiracy is true, or that it's a it's an elaborate joke, it's a hoax. It, but but the very minimum, they knew that this was going on, and they fueled it with their lyrics. Because to me, there's that's the
1: only. There's no in between. You've okay. either got to be all or nothing. It's either all bollocks, okay, all, all true. I really so- don't see a grey area here. I'm. Dude, I am one of the least confrontational people I know. Awesome. I, I hate to take a side. I'd love the Labour Conservative Party to take over the UK. I'd love the Democratic Republicans to take over the US, you know. Yeah. Um I, I would be a Sunni Shiite if I were Muslim. And you know, I cannot be that person with the Paul is Dead conspiracy. Okay. It's it's totally either all rubbish or it's all true okay so there again... there is, is nothing that there's no spanner for either side okay everything's either a smoking gun or everything's a
0: misdirect and a psyop that... so that so then i i mean see when i first uh listened to this episode i might have put a post up uh, at the time and i'm talking like 5 years ago when i first heard about this theory and my cousin who is a a huge beatles fan messaged me saying that the Beatles were actually asked about this theory and and admitted that they they were they were pranking everyone. Is that not true? Yeah,
1: um, the the walrus was Paul is a line We'll get to shortly. That's okay. the uh, the the bigger one there. But they've all, in various interviews over the years, kind of leaned towards that. But are they being coerced into saying stuff like that? Mm-hmm. There is always a counter argument that is. A lot of this is like a law case. It's not about whether it's true or not. It's can you prove something beyond a reasonable doubt? And when you see things like Paul McCartney in a certain photo looking six inches taller than he did, regardless of your knowledge of photography and lighting and perspective you can see why people would be suspicious about certain things yeah. like this. And when you are stoned off your tree and you have probably taken a tablet or two, and there's some, uh, you know, hippie chick in a poncho giving you a half soft handy in a tent somewhere. And you hear, I buried Paul. Yeah. Mind blown kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not saying that this is just a bunch of like stonerisms uh because yeah. that's that that's a very convenient way to write off a lot of conspiratorial talk and you know put down dissent that kind of thing I'm not doing that mm-hmm. but if the shoe fits yeah. yeah you know what I mean um I mean let's 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 move on to the future we've got um from the from the main album, Sgt Pepper's Lon- Lonely Hearts Club Band, I can't wait to talk about the cover because that's that's the kind of uh, Pieter résistance, the coup de gras of the yeah. conspiracy. But uh, at the very start, you've got um, Sgt Pepper's Lonely, that backwards is.
0: It
1: was a fake moustache. It was a fake moustache. Uh, and then at the end, um, start with lonely hearts club, bah! and in the mixture of all that you, you you can hear Paul going. Yeah! You slow it down and you really focus.
0: Yeah, he was dead. He was really, really dead. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And yeah. stuff
1: like that. That's very interesting next track with a little help from my friends we've been introduced to sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club band the new beatles the death rebirth beatles they're not the beatles they're sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club band do you get it yet everyone you know they are giving us the signals the hints here i feel like a bloke in a club and a woman's trying to say she wants me sexually and i'm just not getting the signals because i'm a stupid man um but yeah moving on to with a little help from my friends we are introduced to billy shears and supposedly um, the act you known for all these years, they had to think of a name that rhymed with the years. So they thought of Billy Shears. Mm. And what's interesting here is the fact that Billy Shears doesn't go into a Paul McCartney vocal. It goes into a Ringo vocal. Mm. And you could see this as almost like a compromise with the dark cabal. Like, we're going to mention Billy Shears by name, but we're going to go to Ringo. Okay. And... You could see the powers that be being like, that's a calculable risk. We'll go with that. <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, on to uh, She's Leaving Home, uh, a song that kind of does mourn the tragic uh, uh, abandoning of the home unit, you know, a, mm-hmm. a, a young girl going, going off to kind of make her wares with a possibly salacious character. But um, the opening line is wednesday morning at five o'clock which mm. uh i mean n- only one of those dates actually conforms to the paul is dead conspiracy yeah. but that supposedly where paul had his fatal car crash same album we got lovely rita meter made supposedly the woman who got in the car and maybe caused the crash was called rita was it dora you mentioned earlier may uh, donna Donna yeah yeah um it was uh, Maradona got in the car with Paul and uh, he was kicking a football around and, uh, crashed no um supposedly a fan got in the car and either her freaking out because she didn't know it was Paul like that's the kind of um the the towers collapsed naturally conspiracy like oh when we got in a car with Paul they crashed and mm-hmm. then everything else was capitalization but you could also go the whole eyes wide shut route. You know, I will sacrifice myself. And that woman got in the car to intentionally crash it to to give birth to the star child, whatever you want it to be. Um, There are all those permutations there. Mm -hmm. And again, that is what I love so much about Paul Paul, uh, McCartney and Paul is dead. That it's a bit of a Rorschach conspiracy, Mm -hmm. like you throw some ink at it, you're going to see something that you want to see. Yeah. And mm-hmm. a lot of that is because of the the breadth of the Beatles artwork. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure that there are people in trench coats huddled over burning barrels in New York streets, twitching, who say like, you know, uh, I saw her standing there. Who did you see, Paul? The woman when you crashed. You know, you, you, you can definitely apply anything you want to these lyrics, yeah. but the important thing is that all of these songs came out after Paul died. That's why these are all linked. There are no clues to Paul is dead in yesterday. You know, there are no clues to Paul is dead in any time at all or
0: don't. So th- so then uh, for, for, for my own peace of mind as well, uh, and, and I should know this was there was the back masking and the symbology in the album covers all post- you know, all after 1966. Um yeah. yeah.
1: There's 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 not a single example of any of this happening before he died. Okay. It's not like one of those ones where you can go back and say, oh, God, he was being led to the slaughter yeah. the whole time. Well, I mean, um, I'm sure it, we, it, we it leans more. To, oh, Sorry, um, there's something I should have told at the start. The, the other three Beatles aren't happy about this, folks. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's something I should have mentioned at the start. The reason that there are that these clues exist and we're able to talk about these clues, whether it's the audio clues or the visual clues, not stuff like the changing in Paul's appearance. That's the media scene, visual changes. Mm-hmm. But the stuff that the Beatles put in the albums, supposedly, whether consciously or subconsciously, depending mm-hmm. on how Marxist your view of the world is, I suppose, or how esoteric your view of the world is. But... They're not happy about it, and they are putting the clues in to expose the conspiracy without John going, you know, Paul was killed in 1966 on November Mm -hmm. 9th. They can't do that, but what they can do is kind of... You know, like the idea that the increase in like sci-fi and alien narratives is to prepare us for when the greys come and probe us up the anus. I could... I kind of see where someone could interpret that kind of in, uh, information, but that doesn't happen with the Beatles story. There's not like, ah, oh, you know, the very first photo of Paul McCartney, there's a walrus in the background. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a big Stanley Kubrick conspiracy head, and I I, I feel like I'm in the Overlook Hotel right now. This is just, I'm, I'm a kid in the candy store right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's move forward. We've got A Day in the Life, uh, the big song from Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. I read the news today, oh boy, about a lucky man who made the grade. That's Paul. He's done well in life. Um, the news was rather sad. I just had to laugh. Lennon's doing a kind of manic post-death laugh. I laughed when my dad died. That's not an inconceivable thing to think at all. I saw the photograph. He blew his mind out in a car he didn't notice that the lights had changed he blew his mind out in a car he didn't notice that the lights had changed lights have changed massive potential metaphor within this conspiracy you know uh What is the light? Is that, you know, kind of a a soul symbol, symbol, uh, symbolism? Or is that like just the cabal are moving in a different way now, Paul? Uh, uh, Our satanic investors say we're going to invest in Enron now. Um, Something has changed. Mm -hmm. Uh, A crowd of people stood and stared. That's the one that doesn't quite mesh. Maybe that's just thrown in to make it seem more publicly accepted, than it was, but that crowd could also be the you know that cleanup crew in Men in Black that come and um, burn Mikey's blue goo off those cacti in the very yeah. first scene. That's what I'm thinking here. Um obsessed with the men with the men in black theme. I didn't know that, that that, that, that was sampled from a very famous song recently. Um I was, I was this many years old when I found that out. Um, nobody was really sure if he was from the House of Lords. Of course, that's kind of signifying the importance of McCartney in this sacrifice. And the big part of this song is not a lyrical one. It's one of the only kind of musical cues we get in the Paul is dead conspiracy. And it's the kind of death rebirth orgasm of Paul kind of coming back. And it's that just C moving down the neck. And that huge crescendo does seem to be leaning towards the symbolism of you know, something changing, metamorphosing, Mm -hmm. being different to what it was before. And then after all of that, it cuts right to the most stereotypically McCartney-esque piano beat ever. I woke up, fell out of bed. I woke up is the first fucking line the new Paul says. Come on, folks. You don't have to, again, believe it or not, you can't be unempathetic. I'm trying not to be unempathetic here. I can understand how someone would, you know, you've got to be mm-hmm. like a lawyer here. I understand that my uh, the prosecution perceives things to be this yeah. way. I don't just want to be the kind of guy who's sat here saying, no, no, they just want to win.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They, they, you know, I, I don't want to be like that Yeah. Um. because, you, you know, there are lots of times when I'll go, hang on, wait, Sirhan, Sirhan was stood in a different angle that Bobby Kennedy was shot. That actually <laughs> is a bit, it's a bit funny, actually. Um. <laughs> Uh, what, uh, I am the walrus. That's another big smoking gun. Uh, a big part of this conspiracy is that supposedly a walrus is a symbol of death. Yeah. And um, you, uh, I don't get that personally. I don't know where that comes from. It's one of the weaker elements of the supposed yeah, dead conspiracy. Um, it preys on something that happens a lot in the conspiratorial world and it's something that as a Beatles expert I from the outside looking in can see you my friend are not entirely an expert on this timeline you are not in the position to kind of be on your heart and go well either everything I know is completely wrong and none of these dates line up or that conspiracy is wrong and certain parts like the walrus thing do just kind of crumble the house of cards slightly yeah it relies on your ignorance of other things and to accept certain facts as fact rather than questioning it like mm-hmm. uh, um okay so where do walruses come from okay um what's that got to do with eastern yeah. philosophy and the illumina okay, what, I mean, what i heard about
0: that line was that uh, in greek uh walrus means corpse but i mean i, I didn't fact check true. that not true not true well there you there you go Uh, again a lot of these things i i have said that they are very subjective and even with that one i I trust go
1: on google translate yeah right now no let's i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not letting this happen so i'm I'm (laughs) typing corpse into greek and then the other one english okay
0: well while you're doing that what i'll say is this is what i mean like like even if it does like, well, I, I believe now it doesn't with, with your passion and, and we're about to find out, but if it did, if let's just say it comes up where in Greek walls, it still doesn't prove it. And it also. Still... <laughs> yeah. Is that... Yeah. Uh, in, in Greek corpses.
1: Doma, so it's not even like walrus. There, you, uh, go. there yeah. you go. uh does doesn't work at all. That's one yeah. of those ones that are, that is annoying because it, Again, that could be like one of those CIA psyops. Like we'll throw in the walrus thing, yeah, to discredit but for the rest me of it.
0: the whole. Because I, I do have here again the, the whole premise towards the walrus. Because also, and, and I'm sorry if I'm ruining this, but in Glass Onion, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, w- I won't spoil it if you're going to get on that. But... It's
1: it's the next song in the
0: chronology. Yeah. Anymore. So the way I've always viewed the walrus until this week, it was more of one of the recent uh, podcasts or whatever I listened to where they mentioned that in Greek, uh, Morris means corpse, which we now know is not true. The reason that I thought that these were all hints to go back and listen to I Am Morris. And in the I Am Morris, uh, there's a line that stands out, which is yellow, you'll know better than me. Yellow custard, dripping from a dead dog's eye. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what the conspiracy theorists are saying is that they're being very graphic about the state that Paul was in and that these are metaphorical or like you know views of what he looked like when he was had his head decapitated and his eye was bulging full of I need to post. say to a girl at some point I'm gonna give yeah. you some of my yellow matter
1: custard love. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> a dead dog's eye. Would John refer to Paul as a dog though? I don't know. That doesn't seem to yeah. be a character. Before we go into glass on the unum the other big thing in Iron the Walrus is the clip from uh, King Lear. That was used at the end of the track it's kind of uh, faded in at the end it's part of a BBC production a, a radio production and it's the part of the play when um someone is dying they are slain um oh uh, Oswald goes slave thou hast slain me villain take my purse Edmund of Gloucester blah, blah 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 what is he dead sit you down father rest you all all of that rubbish and that just seems to be them just trying to put the idea of death and walruses together. To, to, again, it's quite esoteric, helping you come to conclusions that you wouldn't naturally come to perhaps uh, without help. Um, and again, it comes down to is all of this help or coercion? That's what that's probably what I'm more interested in. Are we being coerced into these outcomes, or are we being, you know, shown the truth? And that's at the heart of esotericism, you know, the idea of the hidden truth, the true truth, the, those symbols and patterns that have guided us throughout history. Um, a couple of more lyrics. Uh, Glass Onion, that's the Walrus was Paul. Uh, again, that's one of the big smoking guns. So side of the conspiracy, it's either them going we're aware of the conspiracy we're mocking you now yeah. or it's them going um the, the cabal is so powerful they're making us address it directly now and mm. there's not even you, can, you can't do anything about it now mm. trying to do anything about it you know it's like that woman who said that Bin Laden was alive? And then she got shot like two days later, three. Uh, <laughs> three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, um, it, it it could be along those lines. Uh, same album, we're on the white arm now. Sixty-eight. While my guitar gently weeps, uh, you hear George kind of moaning towards the end of the song. It does sound a bit like Paul. Why is his guitar gently weeping? Yada, yada, yada. Um, Again, that could also be a reference to the fact that Paul would steal a lot of lead guitar parts off George. So maybe George is like, "Ah, I didn't even know what I had back when I was with Paul and now I'm with Fall. um, We referenced I'm So Tired. Uh, There's a bit of gibberish in between that song going into Blackbird. It's just like... And it sounds like an audio goof. But it is—it is literally an invitation, a welcoming into backmasking, and it's either a joke from the Beatles, a clue that they legitimately snuck past the censors, or uh, something from the cabal to yeah. influence. I mean, this all could be a sire. If it's all, because it, it could also be all true for real, all true. For fake as well. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, that, that's what's so tangible about this. And mm-hmm. that's why I said Rorschach, because everyone's going to be taking away something yep. different from this. And there are so many truths. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, still on the White Album, Don't Pass Me By, uh, one of Ringo's songs, You Were in a Car Crash and You Lost Your Head.
0: You were
1: in a car crash and you lost your head. Or hair. Um, Very weird line in a random song that Ringo had been writing since 62. Um, Oh my, hang on, wait. I've got to find that early version now. Does it have that lyric in the early version? I will come back to that. You may have to put that on the socials later. Then we come to Revolution 9, which is John Lennon's avant-garde masterpiece. It is just full of... Uh, it may, the song may as well be called Pareidolia, <laughs> actually it is just a bunch of random clips put together that create a certain meaning, it is music concrete in that sense, and there are too many clues to really go through, mm-hmm. but um, I think that the main one is obviously, um, well, the numerology of the song is undeniable number nine, it's a very famous number in numerology and Lennon was obsessed with the number nine his entire life he did a song called number nine dream later Mm -hmm. on and number nine it's not number nine Mm -hmm. number nine, number nine it's number nine, number nine and there's a, a the intonation and the accent and the affectation is not a natural way of speaking, I mean even John Lennon number nine Number nine, like it would still be on the low, but but when you take it up to the nine, yeah, it becomes mm-hmm. number nine, 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 number man- nine, number Turn me on, dead man. Turn me on, dead man. Turn me on, dead man. And even I, as the biggest cynic ever, I'm like, that's. Even if you don't believe it, excellent work. Yeah. Excellent work to get that. If that was intentional, mm-hmm. well done. Because that's bloody brilliant. That is. I'm, yeah. Uh, very impressive indeed um in a, it's only a northern song um there are certain lines that could either be george harrison being quite acerbic or him revealing the clues like you know you may think uh, the band is not quite right you may think the band's a little dark and out of key there's nobody there those seem to be quite evocative lyrics and
0: uh what else do we have here uh i would say that that t- uh turn me on dead man that yeah. you were referenced there that's kind of like the poster lyric that i think the main one the one that they all but I, I actually feel that some of the other ones are are more again it, it's it's subjective and it's all about what people hear and, and <laughs> yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. but for me it's i mean even the one that you haven't touched on and and, and i was quite surprised when I went looking for it I couldn't actually find it have but... I missed one what have I missed well actually on the only time I've ever heard it is on those conspiracy guys they've done a five hour long as they as they do
1: I did longer than them it was I know, three I parts know. but I did longer
0: that's and I'm one
1: guy I can't I can't riff with someone for 30 minutes to plug up
0: an hour yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, so they they cover the one I wash Willie Gamble I'm and I don't know which song it is, but to me, oh
1: that one—I know that as well. Hang on,
0: it, it, that one for me is like kind of the main one, but it's like—is you're rightfully to point out that they, they turn me on, Dead Man. Um and the the inference in the, in the way that he says it allows it to to be back and into turn me on dead man, um even like and I and I want to know your your feelings on this one's, you did mention. Uh, It muted there me for some go. reason.
1: No, no, I did that because I was listening to the William Campbell clue or so. <laughs> okay, so that's um the William Campbell clue is from the 2007 song "Gratitude" uh, from "Memory Almost Full." If you play it backwards, I was yeah <laughs> <William. laughs> It's a real skill to. Because yeah. you have to put the emphasis at the start of words. It's really, yeah. really difficult. Ball is dead. Listen, listen, listen. listen.
0: Yeah. And, and again, with like your right glass onion, there's a lot of lyrics that you are not backmaster, just blatantly saying, you know, clues towards the whole theory. But again, I, I'm sure people will be sick of me saying this already. These are subjective, and even if, like, when you were looking into the Greek word for w- walrus, and and again, we need to say that that's not the case. Even if these were true, even if I buried Paul in a verse Strawberry Fields was like, if it does say that, and it's there's no either way, it still doesn't prove that he's dead, and it also still doesn't prove that it's a you know the opposite way. So. This is where it kind of frustrates me. But I think it's fun. It's a fun technique. And as we know, it is a real technique that real songwriters use. Um, Lady Gaga, she's got a lot of ones as well. And um, David Bowie, as I mentioned earlier. So, yeah, fun. it's fun at least. You know, I enjoyed it. And um, hopefully we've been able to play some of these on the on the screen during the show.
1: Right. Let's just quickly go through his appearance because that's one of the more annoying elements of this conspiracy for me personally. Um, on the poster for the White Album, there's a picture of someone who looks a lot like Paul in glasses and a weird moustache. Supposedly, this is the real uh, William Campbell or Billy Shears, as he is known professionally. And it it is the comparison between... Pre-66 Paul and post-66 Paul, so 65 and 67. Uh, that's where the real differences come in. If you look at several photos, you can see eyebrows changing. Um, Paul's eyebrow seems to be quite thick at the tips here in the early 60s, and then they seem to kind of fade out a little more as it goes on, and there's a slightly uh, a less pronounced curvature. It's kind of a little straighter there. We've also got things like his teeth. His teeth seem to have like shifted positions slightly. Mm. Um, his moustache has changed over the years, like where the actual hair seems to be physically like, growing out of. Earlobes. People, I mean, not since the Nazis and phrenology have I seen conspiracy theorists so obsessed about the, the, the physical characteristics of, of a human. The McCartney Caucasia uh, descends from this place, and if you see the three dimples in his skull, you know th- th- there's a little bit of that here. But McCartney's earlobes do seem to have a noticeable difference from when he was a younger man to say uh, a more middle-aged man. We've also got again more more ear stuff.
0: He just seems to have bigger lobes now. Mm. Like, I don't know what that is. Uh, well i mean the, for me and my i mean the the more recent one is they're all pointing to to joe biden and i would say again not one that's looked into these things but you have to agree and i think it's it's well known in, even in the beatles um time that they did use body doubles I, I think it's well known that they used them for a photo shoot is that am i Folks, oh, if you can't, if you're not watching the video feed, I did just roll my eyes then, rather Okay, rudely. okay. So, so um, I'm wrong because because I, I mean, body I,
1: doubles. Come on. Now. Oh, so you don't? Okay. Look, well, look, see, look, look, look. Saddam Hussein, hundred percent, like dictator of a country, might get shot at. Yeah, sure. Most famous faces in the pop world of the 1960s.
0: I don't believe. Okay, well, in then, it. again, I just I, I just, I have to, I have to obviously body, put my hand body up, but... doubles. The, I mean, the episode that I listened to, they mentioned that there was some photo shoot that the Beatles took part in, and they admitted that it was body doubles because they were in a different country. And it, the way that that person framed that thing, it was almost like the confidence was like that everyone knows this, and it was okay.
1: I haven't heard that again. I'm not a Beatles completionist. Uh, okay. I'm I'm willing to to reference that information at a later date. Okay. Yeah. Um... <laughs> It, it it just seems a bit suspect. I okay. mean, I mean, I'm the kind of guy who would accept that the moon landing happened, even if some of the photographs are fake.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've you, heard yeah,
1: that plenty of time. Yeah, you know, you know, so like, just because the Beatles may have used a body double or faked a couple of photo shoots because they were busy being the Beatles, doesn't yeah. negate. It anything else further down no no
0: chain. no no that's yeah. not that's not the premise i was making and even we could we could even leave that aside and just go with that it's known that no that's... let's derail the podcast <laughs> no but like the hillary clinton has a well-known body double we even know her name like like there there are body doubles that were used. there's a
1: leap between a politician and a pop band though <laughs>
0: Okay. No, I mean hey, I like I like this back and forth. This is what I was going for. Um but I mean I, I it is I I'm I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure that the body doubles are used. We know where's that costs. How much that would cost. Yeah, but whether it happens with the Beatles, that's subjective, and and feel free to go down that rabbit hole, not just yourself. Dude, Dude,
1: I'm descended from a man who is convinced that when he... My father is convinced that when he was a little boy, he saw the Beatles perform Yellow Submarine. That never happened. Okay. Now, was there there a proliferation of bands in the 60s that just said they were the Beatles and did things that the original Beatles didn't do? Was that sanctioned by MPL or did my dad just see a tribute band? You know, you know the no. memory is uh, a shoddy thing. And ever since he said that, I realised that eyewitness account might be the least admissible form of evidence, yeah, possible in in a in a, a debate like this. Mm-hmm. And the fact that everyone involved in this conspiracy was also on LSD. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um you know as a again like as a lawyer who's trying to defend his client here i'm just like weakness in the argument yeah. oh we're going down to manslaughter now baby <laughs> you know i mean we're getting you out with you know with good behavior in two years yeah um And I'm not sure, like, if I'm comparing this debate to, say, the religion debate, I'm not sure who the onus is upon. Is it upon the conspirators to provide me with indisputable evidence? Or is it up to me to dispute the evidence put forward by the conspirators? Yeah. Because I don't, I'm not not, not just disputing for the sake of disputing, because, I mean, dude, I love an argument. You can tell I've got the gift of the gab. I love just to talk for the sake of talking, but in cases like this, it's hard not to get uh, passionate because yeah. I'm not seeing the due diligence a lot of the time from my rival contemporaries. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess that's what I'm saying.
0: So, so what what on the appearance? So, what do you say to the images like with the eye changing color? The you mentioned earlier the the height difference. Um, and I'm also, not an expert in
1: photography. What's that? I'm not, I'm not an expert in photography. I wouldn't I wouldn't okay. suggest that I am. Okay. Uh, and until I can get Roger Deakins or Stanley Kubrick himself to, to like talk about this and go yes. through uh the art of how light can change and refract through a lens, and how lighting and shadow and perspective and things in the atmosphere can affect an image, I'm not going to claim anything because that's okay. a very arrogant position to come from. Because
0: I, I will say, um, and, and I totally, that is a very valid point. Um, one that, again, this, when, when I looked into this, for me, the smoking gun was at the very, when I first started looking into it a month ago, the smoking gun for me was the appearance change. Uh, the picture that we'll put up on the screen with the
1: chin
0: right now <laughs> yeah and they, they they put like lines in the chin and for me that's the smoking gun and also the ears those are two things that i know that i'm aware of but you can't change you can't change you can pin your ears back but the whole tightness of the ear lobe um and also the chin the michael
1: jackson spectrum. didn't look a lot like he did before did
0: he yeah yeah 32. so um that's all
1: I've got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> <Mind> drop. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, celebrities have plastic surgery, everybody. Yeah. Um, also, I mean the earlobe one annoys me because as a man entering his 30s, everything starts to drop quite <laughs> quite quickly. Yeah. Um uh faces sag. Faces get wrinkled. Mm. Uh, People get into bar fights that aren't publicized and their face might change slightly. People might be on medication that bloats them one day. If the glove does not fit, you must acquit. Don't take your hormones, OJ. You'll get off free. There's so many factors that are not even considered in this conspiracy. And I think there's even more levels up for both sides to explore that aren't yeah. being explored because I think people have got too narrow a focus on mm-hmm. cranberry sauce. I mean, yeah. look, the height thing—that's something to focus on. There are photos that show Paul at the exact same height as George Harrison. Uh, in like in, it's funny because like Paul is dead. He's like the, the transition from uh, black and white uh, Beatles to. Technicolor Beatles almost because, like, around the time of the moped crash, you've got like the um, uh, rain and uh, day tripper music videos, like, their first forays into color. And like, black and white Paul is like the same height as George, and then you see photos of technical Paul being mm-hmm. a good half a head taller than George Harrison. Oh. That is suspicious. Oh no way! George is kind of hunched in that photo, and Paul's leaning upwards. Yeah. Just just ten seconds of minor analysis yeah. can, yep. and there's so much. Uh, I think with the the appearance stuff, that's the most confirmation bias. Like, yep. and it's it, it's also insulting to the Illuminati cabal as well. <laughs> like, they're not they're not going to find a guy the same height.
0: Yeah,
1: we're just going to wing it yeah we're just yeah it'll be all right on the night don't don't worry no 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 question it and again that thing comes back to 9-11 oh they'll never get hung up on a passport that didn't melt in the Mm. fiery inferno i get that i totally get that i'm just asking that people see my cynicism and i
0: One thing I've got to say is I applaud, like, thanks for, for you've been so, when you're going through all these points, the lyrics, the appearance, you, you are also, you're, you could have easily come on here and been like, nope, nope, nope at every point, but you've, you've, you know, you've, Oh no, them. that's in the back of my head. Don't worry, I've still yeah, got yeah, half an hour no, left. Don't no, worry but, but no, I appreciate that. That's <laughs> you know you've been open and honest and framing the theory, and then at the end we'll give our our statements as we've, we've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we do that, I think we, we could move on to another favorite narrative. Oh no, sorry, sorry. Hang on. Can
1: I just? I wonder if this will even show. Oh, it won't. That's a hang on. Let me just because there's <laughs> there's something that I can't not have be seen. Okay. Uh, no back then, no background. There we okay. are. So this photo here of Paul. What is this thing going on here? Apparently this is this is the fake ear photo. Look at that. Okay. I mean I'm, I know it's blurred, but the idea that this is a fake ear and that like oh my god. That to me actually looked more suspicious than most of the other supposed
0: evidence put okay. forward that, that, that is actually news to me i, I didn't know about the fake ear
1: <laughs> uh let's have a new background as well let's have something fun right.
0: There
1: there so, is yeah, look, so... there's fall behind me look yeah. you, ain't, you ain't real mate that's <laughs> not you oh well, sam but um you know <laughs> just come and come and join the illuminati in the hellfire club with me you just got <laughs> to <have a> sacrifice <laughs> a baby or two yeah paul go on then Folks, d- d- just saying, I will join the like Illuminati. If you're watching, uh, Masons, I will like kill family members to join these secret societies. I don't because I'm I'm fundamentally lazy and I'm entitled, so I will do dark things to move ahead in the world. 100%. So this
0: is a full blown Joe Rogan you're doing right now. <laughs> Joe, let me just say, I'm I'm completely retired. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean uh yeah so we'll move on yeah. to the sergeant pepper's album cover um we'll run through some of the the clues and this is my my this is my nerd out pleasure like i love oh, no Stead no no, no no
1: this is the autism part of the paul yes. is dead conspiracy because yes. this um i mean I've had more than one person say that I'm probably on the neurodivergent spectrum so I don't feel too horrible saying things like that but uh, the idea that you can just look at this album cover and keep staring at it and keep staring at it and keep staring at it and like, you, you, you know those fractals that you keep yeah. getting deeper and deep, the fractals start to open up and you know th- this is chaos theory in mm. an, an, an album cover you find yeah. new stuff every time you look at it and well done to Peter Blake I mean if we're going to look at the totally uh, non-esoteric boring answer uh, Peter Blake is an incredible artist who can create evocative imagery that has lasted m- more than one lifetime mm-hmm. um if not then my god is this esoteric symbolism powerful because it is actually invading the psyches of the people looking at it yeah. um where do we start? I mean, I think the easiest place is to say what is it. I mean, what do you think the cover is a picture yeah. of? Well, well that, that's Fund, actually what I've got written is yeah. Sergeant what, Pepper. What is it? What's going on? Oh, to-
0: well, that, that, that's what I'm saying. That's what I've got written as my subheading: Sergeant Pepper's album cover slash Paul's burial.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, it's a funeral. Um,
0: so, I don't, I,
1: I don't even think that's a controversial thing to say outside of the Paul is dead conspiracy. Okay, because the idea of Sergeant Pepper was. Um, Paul was on a plane with Mal Evans, one of their roadies, one of their tour uh, managers, and they were talking about the idea of, you know, it would be really um, liberating if we could just write music where we're not the Beatles. And apparently they had Salt and Pepper in front of them. That became Sergeant Pepper through a little portmanteau. Mm -hmm. And the idea was that that they would have an ego death of the black and white Beatles and, you know, start doing... You know, um, when I'm 64, which they would yeah. never have done before, they would never have had a whole song of Indian music before. Like that, you know, they had a sitar on a previous song, but it was still a pop song. Yeah. Now it's the Beatles freeing themselves from the you know, the image that they've created. Mm-hmm. Something that more bands need to do, like, hey, Kurt Cobain, don't kill yourself. Just reinvent Nirvana. Don't mm-hmm. don't worry about it. You know what I mean? You can, you can do something different. And you can look at it in the literal sense that this is just Paul McCartney going, we are now doing weird Beatles 70s LSD stuff. Yeah. Or it's literally, Paul is dead. We've buried him. We're going to convince the Illuminati that, this is this, you know, the symbolism for our musical change, but we're actually going to esoterically let the public know that Paul is dead. There is a bass guitar in the foreground. It's got four strings on it. No, 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 no sorry. It's got three strings on it because one mm-hmm. of the Beatles is dead, but it is a bass guitar. Uh, you know, the guitarist is dead. The original four Beatles look on in sadness. Mm-hmm. There's a statue of Shiva, Um mm-hmm. uh, Apparently symbolizing death and rebirth. I wouldn't know because I don't know the religion, so I would not even attempt to yeah. say yes or no. Hey, anyone who believes in Shiva, email in at blah, 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 I don't give a shit at gmail.com. Um, only Paul has a black instrument. That's a good one because uh, in the um, your mother should know music video Paul's in one with a black carnation, and the Beatles have red carnations. That's Actually, a good one. I yeah. like that one. Yeah. Color symbolism, I feel, is more powerful than a lot of this kind of loftier walrus crap,
0: yeah. like
1: black bad, <laughs> red bad, yeah. you know, st- stuff like that. Um, Paul has a hand above his head. You see this a lot throughout the Beatles' mm. uh, pictography. Is that a word for it? Yeah. Um, in the Magical Mystery Tour booklet, there is a hand above Paul's head. Uh, on the Yellow Submarine album cover, John's hand is above Paul's head. Apparently, this is a, a, a Hindi Hindu symbol yeah. of death. Again, not part of the religion, not gonna make any claims. <laughs> uh, if you mirror the words Lonely Hearts on the drum skin, it spells uh, 11, 19, 9, 1966, like I1, IXHE dash, dash, die. Mm. So, you know, on, on this date, he died. Uh, you've got Paul's badge that he wears, OPD, officially pronounced dead. Apparently one of the medals Paul is wearing on the cover is only awarded to dead soldiers. Uh, in On the inner sleeve, Paul has got his knees up. He's in the fetal position. Death, rebirth again. On the back rear cover, Paul's the one facing away. You don't see his face because it's not Paul. It's Billy Shears. Um, George points to the to the lyrics wednesday morning at nine o'clock like he's 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 telling us this is this is the significant bit of information to take away yeah um also uh something I, i i found out in researching this episode specifically uh the doll in the bottom right has got a bloodied glove in its left hand didn't notice that and um apparently that funeral wreath of the three-stringed bass guitar, if you angle it right, it can spell poor. Paul.
0: Paul,
1: yeah. uh, not too sure about that one, but yeah. my God, I don't think that that's even half of the clues. Oh, yeah. oh, Alistair Crowley's on the front cover as well. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Crowley, uh, I mean, as a guy from Birmingham in the UK who likes Ozzy Osbourne, of course I know who Alistair Crowley is. Yeah. Um, that's a smoking gun I mean to say I mean the beatles were into everything yeah they they were into drugs and they were into uh, philosophy yeah. new types of music new ideas new age ideals they were into politics they mm-hmm. they had their toes in everything yeah and one of their strengths was that they weren't just Renaissance men who were a little bit good at everything they were actually quite good at everything and yeah. that was the real. Magic Uh, source, they could consistently give a seven out of ten on stuff that they had no in like right bigger part in, yeah. And I think this is a part of that. Um, I mean, even a Beatles conspiracy is a decent conspiracy, you know. Uh,
0: Yeah, you've you've covered everyone that I had down, uh, the only uh, I mean, this, you did touch on it. It's not in the, the album cover, but the black red carnation was quite a good one. Um, Apparently, maybe you can confirm if this is true mm-hmm. or not. Um, He was asked, why d- is Paul the only one wearing a black carnation or rose? No, we
1: didn't have one. We yeah, a, we, he we didn't ones. have
0: one, but apparently the story goes that there is also video or picture evidence of him being handed a bouquet with multiple... Um red ones, and the fact that you don't get black ones, it would have to be dyed so they've actually gone through that process mm-hmm. to get him. it's like almost like they've done work to get him a black one um again, extra, extra work yeah yeah it's it's no proof or nothing um but it's it's interesting um, Paul's Austin Huey apparently appears on that um on the same side of the, with the doll. There's an Austin Huey on the lap of someone that's. Sat oh, in the chair. yeah. And that's the car he was supposedly driving. Yeah. Um, I've also got, just running through a few things that we need, well, that I like to touch on. Uh, the recalled album cover for Dead the, with the Dead Babies was reissued. With oh, yes. Yeah. So,
1: um, that was called Yesterday and Today. That was a compilation album. Uh, the original album cover was the Beatles covered in butcher, like offal and meat, as well as plastic. You know, dolls, like yeah. plastic dolls, but they were dismembered. So heads and bodies and legs yeah. everywhere, and it's it's a bit it's like a Kuleshov effect kind of thing where you see meat of animal, severed baby part. You see violence, and it's yeah. not actually a violent image
0: yeah.
1: at all. But then again, I suppose you could say picture of a man's erect penis, picture of a baby. That's not a, that's not in itself an offensive image, but yeah. you, you know that's what the Beatles were going for. Yeah. No, no, sorry. sorry, it, sorry it, that's, sorry, cut that
0: out. And uh, cut that out, because
1: that's not the, um, <laughs> but like, that's the... No, no, I get I get. it. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to rephrase it. But that's the kind of um, psychological juxtaposition that the Beatles were taking advantage yeah. of, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I, um, I get I get the premise. I mean, you could just call it art. It's art, and it's maybe yeah. not to everyone's liking, but that what they were doing was was pushing boundaries that were, we've already mentioned. the The you know what what they did in the six days, changing and revolutionising the the way of life, basically for. Well, there
1: the, there was a pushback with this album cover though because they had to redo it because it was so controversial.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's my next point. Yeah.
1: What was what was replaced? Well, so you... the image replaced is of the other three Beatles, kind of uh, John uh, John George and Ringer, kind of stood around a big suitcase, yeah, big oblong coffin like yep. suitcase, and Paul is sat, yeah inside it and again it it fits too well doesn't it it fits too well uh... <laughs> look, look folks i'm not the, again i'm not saying that this is impossible i'm yeah. very much I'm, I'm agnostic to this yeah. I, th- I think that's the best way to put it yeah, yeah i'm agnostic to this conspiracy yeah um but the idea that so there's this conspiracy cabal going so what cover are we going with today? Because, <laughs> uh, the the, the gourd, no, uh, that's a bit too obvious, don't you think? Oh, you just stood in a box. Well, oh, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Bam! They didn't know that, you know, the Beatles were up to date on this esoteric symbology. And, you know, yeah. Lennon's a Crowley student, supposedly, as well. So he's got a, a foot in the door here. Mm-hmm. And they are, you know, this is a counter narrative against the powers that be who are trying to suppress this stuff and the people are yeah. back. There's even a subcategory of uh, William Campbell uh, kind of got into it maybe under false pretenses, a bit like Stanley Kubrick, like, you've, you've just got to direct one movie, Stanley, don't worry about it, kind of thing. <laughs> you've only got to pretend to be Paul for two weeks or something. And he has to spend the rest of his life as Paul and he's actually helping to... Expose it from the inside as well. Mm. That's another avenue we can go down.
0: Yeah. So we're at the time at the end where we wrap up and give our closing. It's statement. not the end, is it? This is yeah. us <laughs> no. cutting it
1: short. Like, <laughs> folks, we could go for hours, couldn't we? we yeah. We could hours, couldn't we? yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean, I like. We've like been a bit conscious of, choice here. <laughs> I, I like to kind of stick to the premise with my show. I I start the, the show by giving an opening statement, premising the the theory, and then at the end. Given a kind of final statement and, and almost like hoping that my beliefs change from one point to the other, or in this case, the guest, I would love, but I, I can't see it. I can't see it, but you've been <laughs> such a, such an amazing guest. And thanks for being so open with, you know, as I said, you could easily have come on here and just said, yeah, they believe this, but no, no, no. You've actually, you've framed it. You've even said it points where I can see where they're coming from and it does look suspect and it fits the narrative. So so thanks for that. Um, but here's where we get into the nitty gritty. Um, and, and I loved your energy. Please, guys, listen to, I know if you've listened to this one, but it's not, it's three parts that you'll thoroughly enjoy. Sam does a great job of covering this topic. Um, but for me... What I should say is when I first got into this conspiracy, I thought it was fun. It was it was like oohs and ahs and oh, I wonder <laughs> if that goes on. Um, and this was like, as I say, five, six years ago, and it's always been on my list to cover. Um, however, not being, and, and I should have premised this at the very start, I am not a music fanatic. Like, I don't know, you maybe can describe this better, and I've said this to my wife. She is. She's one of those, and I've got a best friend as well who is, Puts the headphones in basically from mm. the moment they wake up in the morning. It's music, music, music. They really get into it. Like they can listen to the lyrics. Like you hear these people that are like, Oh, but have you really heard the lyrics? Like listen to them. And I'm like, Listen, if the beat's catchy, I'm dancing. You know, it, music. To Dude, me is, I totally get that. Yeah. And, 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 Same and with
1: it, it, um, in, instrumentation. Like, Oh, Sam, listen how good this like, solo is. <laughs> I'm like, No, but can I click yeah. my fingers
0: and ignore
1: it and still enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah which I, I is
0: that. why again I probably should have said this to start with the Beatles I think I always premise this by saying every young lad I believe goes through the stage where they'll listen to the Beatles for a while then they go into like Elvis and then it's Michael Jackson and it's Queen they always those are like the kind of the four for me that I did anyway my iPod at the start or my mp3 player was full of those and then you kind of move on but For me, and not just with the Beatles, it's always just the main ones, the ones that gets into the chart. I'm not one of these guys that buys an album and really analyzes the words and and the songs and loves everyone or or critiques a couple. I'm not that way inclined about music. So for me, this theory and also like the whole music industry, film industry, even sports I've learned recently that I believe you, you have to sell your soul to get fame. And what that enti- and, and what that means, is that, in my opinion, the Faustian bargain. And I must reference the wife and I laughed the other day. She's a big Futurama fan, uh, the Simpsons as well. well what, with... the Golden Fiddle? Yes. So <laughs> in, in that episode, well, is it is is it the Golden Fiddle? And there's also the one with uh, uh, with Bender. Is it the robot guy yeah. who does the Faustian bargain as well? And and this is what we're seeing. A great interview to watch with Bob Dylan where he basically spills his his guts about it all that he he sold he sold to uh the devil. Basically, he doesn't say the word devil, but this is what I believe wholeheartedly, Kanye West, Lady Gaga, there are stories in there that if you look into a lot of these people's fame, that it always starts with someone in their close family passing away. Now, it could be framed as they had cancer and died or 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 the in, in Lady Gaga's instance, it was her best friend, the lead singer of her band, was jumped off a building. And, and I know there's people in her the, the is it um I forget her name, but her aunts and, and her mom are on Facebook petitioning to get this looked into because they believe um again I digress, but but I, I strongly believe that people have to sell their soul to get that sort of fame. So for me, I know it's a big stretch. <laughs> to find a guy that looks like Paul McCartney, sounds like Paul McCartney, can play the bass left-handed like Paul McCartney, is is huge. We can't ignore it. However, I believe it's possible. I believe you look, do you remember the show, Stars in Their Eyes, back in the day? Tonight, Martin Matthew, Kelly?
1: I'm going to be. Yeah,
0: Yeah. so I mean, and, and it is said that, that the Billy Shears, whoever this guy is, he was in a band called Billy and the, the Flowerpot, no, the the Pepper pop men, which again, Sergeant Pepper. There's a lot of links with that. He he was um renowned for doing Beatles covers. He looks similar, he, he he could sound clearly like him because they yeah, did read a lot of
1: people can sound like Paul. It's not yeah, that difficult. And, and even in yeah. that,
0: like I, I, I've said this to my wife recently, and she laughed at and and your great at the, uh impressions that give it give me a couple of weeks of really focusing on any person, and I'll get them down pat might might not have the tone. But with Paul McCartney, I don't think it's too hard to replicate that. This is where, again, this is where we're getting into the to the back and forth. So please feel free to jump in and, and interject and say that I'm talking out my ass. But <laughs> I, I don't think it's that much of an impossible task. Then what I'll finish off with is the whole memoirs of Billy Shears, which I admit I haven't read. I've I've watched a few reviews and I will be at least re- looking for an audiobook or or getting into reading the book but apparently it, it's 666 pages um it was released on... <laughs> <laughs> it was released on Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it was released on nine99 2009 which again if you inference it's it's 666 you also mentioned earlier Paul McCartney uh, or or fall uh, loves the number 9 number 9 number 9 now um, john loves them yeah oh sorry yeah john loves them yeah, john nine. loves them um, but but the whole gematria symbology aspect of this conspiracy is which is what has pulled me from like 50 60% of believing this theory 6 years ago to now being at like 95% i i, I will go there i i am on board with not knowing exactly what's happened, and I don't think we ever will, although mm-hmm. apparently Tom E. U. Harriet, the writer of memoirs of Billy Shears, has apparently said either in the book at the end or in emails to this guy, Sage of Quay, that he will be able to one day release more information that will be very damning. Um, and and I believe that with all conspiracies, and, and my own listeners will, will back me up on this, I think that the Masonic side of things is that they believe in karmic law. Uh, if you type in Freemasonry and karma into Google, any Google search, you'll find out that these are men and women or, or you know, all these cults. They believe in karma. So what they do is they'll carry out a conspiracy, i.e., 9 11, i.e., JFK, in my opinion, whatever. And they will eventually tell us. Right now, they are telling us through the lyrics, they're telling us through the symbology. But I eventually believe that they will eventually come out, and and that was what I was going to final ask you. My final question is to ask some if the BBC came out tomorrow and announced that the conspiracy theories were right on this, what would BBC. you feeling,
1: What what would your feeling be? <laughs> oh,
0: first of all, if it was the BBC
1: saying yeah, I probably, I probably wouldn't believe it now. Or uh, just um... any
0: if the, if the mainstream, if the government came out and said the tavistock institute uh, used the beatles and the rolling stones as a as a an influence on society uh, unfortunately yes the, the bald paul died um in a car crash and we had to replace him it was too much of a risk not to people would have shined away from the beatles had paul not been there had he been dead so we did replace him and that was the the, the government of the old that was the tavistock of the old we are now new people will never do that again like they did with the the Tuskegee and, and many others, they've they've come out and admitted it. So it's just I do feel guilty. Any Beatles fans listening, in yourself, that I'm kind of almost like breaking your heart, and I know you're probably not gonna because because I know I know your passion. I've listened to part three and and yeah, exactly, and and I love it, but I almost feel like that's what I'm doing. But for me, I would not be Baram You podcast. I wouldn't be if I wasn't to be open and truthful, truthful with you all. So. That being said, over to you. <laughs> you know, a bit in uh, ice and turbulent, Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: All in, all in one breath. Uh, where do we begin? Uh, the very premise of this conspiracy is shaky as all hell. Uh, the, 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 um, Let's just look at what it achieved. What did it achieve? Or well, all it achieved was allow fake Paul to make fantastic music, make uh, raise awareness for vegetarianism, world peace, conservationism, uh, and landmine removal. Um, the only thing they could have benefited was was the money, but starting a war with Uzbekistan would make more money in three months than uh, a music conspiracy over 40 years, so uh, the return on investment is just nonsensical. Um, why didn't we bring back Buddy Holly? Amy Winehouse, Mark Bolan, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Kurt Cobain. Moving on, uh, we've got the issue of Paul's songwriting. I've seen a lot of these pointed conspiracies who are like, oh, well, Paul, after Sgt Pepper didn't write anything good. No, he didn't write, Hey Jude... Let it be, Long and Winding Road, Helter Skelter, Lady Madonna. His entire solo career, Grammy-winning, uh, number one, worldwide-spanning solo career, biggest tour of all time in 1976. Career um, that none of that matters. Um, he didn't write a good song after that. Complete rubbish. Some of Paul's best stuff has been written after 1967. Uh, that. What people don't seem to get is that old Paul die who wrote pop songs, and new Paul, who writes songs for himself, was born in 1967. Most of them are ostensibly still pop songs, but you know, he would never have written a 1920s pastiche throwback pre Paul is dead, he just wouldn't have. But then you get when I'm 64, mm-hmm. and then that goes on to songs like You Gave Me The Answer and English Tea many years on. Um, everyone just kept quiet about this. Everyone just kept quiet over the last five, six decades. Um, I mean, you can throw the whole, oh, well, the cabal, the Illuminati, the the, the shadowy figures, they, they like to flaunt and taunt in front of us. No, they either keep it hidden or they flaunt it in front of us. Mm. You can't give me both there. That's that's a a God of the gaps kind of argument that I don't appreciate. Again, appreciate me as a person who who knows things like what no true Scotsman means. Like, just appreciate me as someone who knows logical fallacies based on a Wikipedia article, (laughs) and then maybe we can respect each other on, on on. more of a level, I mean, in terms of you and me, first of all, we've got respect as content creators, so I'll yeah. never try and totally dismirch you, only moderately. Um, I mean, um, not everyone did stay quiet either. Um, he, uh, what was, what, was his, what was his name? Was it Henry Labour or Har, uh, Harry Labour? Um, one of uh, when he was talking about Willie Campbell, he said, I made the guy up. It was originally going to be Glenn Campbell with two N's. But then I said, that's too close. Nobody will buy that. So I made it William Campbell. So people who are at the heart of the genesis of the conspiracy all, are already saying that this is complete hogwash. Yeah. And then let's dive into the fact that it is the worst kept conspiracy theory ever since 1966 we have known about this so what have they achieved what Mm. is the point of this conspiracy Mm. i'd like to think that on your show not every conspiracy is proven to be true because that would give you a real legitimacy and i'm trying to give you that legitimacy here by just coming down like uh, i'm gonna glass this planet as as they would say in starship troopers Mm -hmm. um I mean, so the cabal allowed the glass onion lyric, the walrus's paw. They just allowed that to go out. There was no backlash. John wasn't killed in '68, and Ringo was killed in '69. No, no, they they let John be killed uh, fourteen years later after he put out all these clues. That doesn't seem to make sense. Yeah. Um, you've all, I mean, respectfully. You've also got to believe in other conspiracy theories to believe in this conspiracy theory. You've also got to believe in New World Order, uh, Freemasonry, Satanic cults, Illuminati, yada, yada, yada. I'm not going to go into that. But I think even you can respectfully say to me that there's a certain... um, I'm already one of these guys kind of feel to this opinion. That makes it a lot easier to accept. Uh, The walrus thing, again, requires you to not do the due diligence of research mm. like just research Beatles without bias then go back to the paul is dead thing mm. then you make your opinion yeah um we've already we've already discussed paul did die there was a birth and rebirth so maybe there's an element of just a lot of these conspiracists. i'm not i mean if we're going into freemasonry and esotericism then symbolism is so important mm-hmm. And maybe everyone's got the wrong end of the fucking stick. Like it could, you know, did the Masons just want everyone to start listening to cool rock and roll? Maybe. And that's what the change in 66 in was. You know, the Illuminati was fed up of rhyming maybe with baby and they wanted something um, a bit more stimulating. I mean, Why does it even have to be a negative why can't it just be, ah, you know, the Illuminati are trying to move us, progress us. They want everyone to have more uh, progressive, inquisitorial thinking that, you know, we can even go into that, but we're not going to. Um, what else have we got? I mean, we've spoken about how the Beatles were so big that they could get any conspiracy going in any multiverse, anyway. It contradicts everything I know as a Beatle semi-historian mm-hmm. Um it's clearly a joke as well. It's clearly a joke. I mean, it's not a parody of conspiracy theories, but mm-hmm. it's close. I feel like it's almost like a dummy run conspiracy theory. Yeah. Like, this is how you look for the clues yeah. and do it badly. Um, like, there are so many things that do deserve new investigation, Kennedy. 9-11, Gulf of Tonkin, Titanic, yeah. uh, Weapons of Mass Destruction, the COVID pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do take your vaccines, cocksuckers. That's what I'm saying. Um, but the, the, there's so much that does deserve and warrant real research. And then you've got all these people who are worried about what cranberry sauce means. And I'm like, like I remember when I was a kid, and I can remember song lyrics. And I remember my mum saying, if you could apply that to your schoolwork, you'd, you'd, you'd be laughing. And I think yeah. a lot of these Paul is dead conspiracies, if they could apply that due diligence to Kennedy,
0: yeah, maybe
1: we'd be somewhere. Yeah, But we're not. We're still talking about whether the carnation on Paul's jacket symbolises something. I mean... A lot of this is also ignorance to other conspiracy circles that haven't become mainstream you do know that like taylor swifties do this exact same thing for every one of her album covers every one of her press statements every one of her music videos it's the exact same thing anything that reaches a certain i mean yeah it's rarer these days because of the proliferation and dissemination and spreading out of culture and entertainment but Taylor Swift, Billie Eilish, Ed Sheeran—these mm-hmm. people that you say have sold their souls, yeah. I say they've just sold their integrity, which mm-hmm. could be, which could be the soul. If you want to get down to semantics, yeah. that's fine. Um, you know, they, they may have sold their artistic vision for yeah. success. That could be a soul metaphorically as well. I'm not going to dispute you on that. But um, anyone who gets to that level of fame. Mm-hmm. Is going to have a conspiracy theory based around them.
0: Yeah,
1: that's just how it works. No, I I, I, I get that. you right. There's You're right. not a conspiracy theory based around Deantwood because no one outside of Sudiftica gives a shit about Deantwood. You know, it, yeah. That's 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 just how it is. There are no conspiracy theories about, um, I don't know
0: watch, because I think there's... a Duran
1: Duran, because they got to 7 out of 10 in terms of fame, but they were never 10 out of 10 all-time classics. They will be remembered like Mozart fame. I mean, there are literally conspiracies about Mozart, because he was at that level.
0: Jesus was at that level. Yeah. The Beatles... Were at that but level. Even even the four or five ones that I mentioned earlier, like Elvis, there's one about him. Elvis, yeah. Um, um, di- the Beatles, obviously. Michael yeah. Jackson, there's multiple about Michael Jackson, and then Queen, there's even one about him about the the whole was he, you know, the, the AIDS and 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 all that stuff. So because I, there's is about 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 Freddie Mercury's AIDS
1: diagnosis. Oh, yeah. we've, after the show, we'll get back to this.
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but but as much as like and again this isn't this is actually quite timid of me but like the way you've just framed that there i get it but at the same time on the other hand i could also frame it like isn't it a coincidence that all these big stars have people dying or they die or like there's always something so it's just about the way you frame it um i don't know if that again it's not about convincing you or i the listener and get you, you know, like I, I just like. Isn't to... it weird that everyone that people die
1: every day and that there's no chance yeah. or coincidence to it at all, yeah. and that we're all just worm food in a totally random, yeah. uncaring, chaotic universe? <laughs> Again, a lot of this comes down to, I mean, um, I, I saw these definitions literally after your prompting. Esotericism. One of the definitions is a belief in a more enchanted magic, magic with a K. Yeah, obviously. with a K. Yeah a magic-y world.
0: Yeah.
1: I fundamentally don't have that worldview. I'm the kind of person, maybe it's a self-loathing thing, maybe I don't believe that I can achieve that magic power, but yeah. where I'm sat from, you no, know, no, my friends are better guitarists than me. He deserves the fame and the power. I accept my lesser status. Yeah. That's just how I've always perceived it. Maybe that's a weakness on my own psychology, yeah. But I'm, I'm very much an Occam's razor, I'm a loser, I'm a loser Yeah, a loser yeah. <laughs> kind kind of guy, you yeah. know. Uh, the, the world is not magical, it's not interesting, and uh, we all die alone listening to the Beatles. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Honestly, all, um, all week. All, all, uh, uh, huh? You may retort to everything I've just said now. <laughs> No, I mean, again, it's not, I don't really have so much as a retort, I just feel, I mean, you're, as I said, your part three was very scathing, um, a lot of which, again, I'm not, I hope you don't take this, this isn't like, a respect you and all that, but a lot of I I get this a lot with my flat Earth belief and yes I know that will maybe send a lot of it up. I've not talked
1: about it intentionally because I didn't want to upset anyone <laughs> but, but like
0: the whole the whole monologue is is what you did in my opinion can also be done on the other side and I, yeah, I think, yeah 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 I, I, like for example we'll take flat Earth you guys like i get sent memes of, of flat earth looking like a pizza or with a cat on its back like to, to try and to try and get a reaction to try and wind me up it's however,
1: all turtles all the way down yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> however i could also say what you guys believe in a spinning water ball that we fly through there that th- like it's easy to do that and and i think just to be just to, to to plead with your audience which i'm sure you're you're doing the same and if any of my audience i, I would hope that they'd be open-minded but I always have to say this, that that tactic of monologuing and slagging off the other side shouldn't stand any stead. It doesn't with me. Like, I, I've got that thick of skin that I loved listening. Like, when you were doing it, I'm laughing, not at you, but, like, it's hilarious. It, it, it's comedy. It really is, and it works. But it works, in my opinion, and it's a bugbear that your listeners and maybe mine, you can also argue that my listeners – are being hypnotized with that rhetoric that, oh, these flat earthers, they believe, oh, that's so so idiotic. And and, and it's like that in itself is so powerful that we we often listen to that and, and ignore the facts. Like people will watch a, a five-minute video, if that, and hear com- commentating on that theory, and that's enough for them. They won't go into... What? Baram Yu says that his chin changed? Well, I better go and look into that, because that's how I am. It's it's
1: not like flat earthers are programming satellite routes around the Earth. You know know, know what I mean? Like, if that was the case, then maybe there'd be an issue. Yeah. But flat earthers aren't actually causing harm to the planet, because by (laughs) the definition of their beliefs, they're not getting into the positions of power that define what the Earth is, which is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Again, I get that. yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm right. You're <laughs> wrong. Uh, everyone just listen to me. <laughs> Thank you very much. Peace that. out. Yeah, I mean, it's just, just thing about Paul McCartney, he's dead really alive as well.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, bud, the more I've really enjoyed this, and, and I want to say, when I do get around to doing the John Lennon one, because this, this topic has spurred me on. Like, I feel like I could go another, you know, I've, I've, so many points we haven't touched on. And I know we've, we're also thinking about the listeners ears that listening to us for more than two hours is maybe a bit, you know, but one day I'll do the John Lennon one and I'd hope that, you know, I'll reach out to you and, and you could come back and we could get together again. Cause I've, I've honestly, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. It's, it's been, it's been fun.
1: No, uh, I've I've got potential other John Lennon heads that might be more appropriate for you. Um, okay. the guy who was on those conspiracy guys to talk about John Lennon, okay. he was on my podcast a while back, so I might try and uh, nice. hook you up with him, nice. or I might just try and steal the glory for myself, depending on how <laughs> this <laughs> episode is. But yeah, at, at the end of the day, folks, Paul is dead. It's more uh, it's more interesting than it is believable. I think it is an interesting introductory conspiracy theory in terms of, you know, you, you've got like the, the four quadrants of like believable and fun. Uh, it's definitely in the less believable, more fun mm-hmm. part of the conspiracy world. You know, you've got Kennedy, believable and fun. 9-11, believable, not fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and there's, and Paul or nothing, uh, sorry, Paul and Nothing. Paul and Nothing is in the good and quality uh, spectrum. Uh, okay. Paul is Dead is in the fun and not
0: Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: No. but all the, think... no, 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 all the skills are the same. Yeah. All the skills are the same. Like, whether you're licking a man's asshole, a woman's <laughs> asshole, or someone who identifies as something else entirely,
0: you're still licking an asshole. You know <laughs> what I mean? And on that note, <laughs> I think we will Wrap up that again. I've got to and say- I'll do
1: any, I'm not prejudiced either. Same with same with the Paul is dead conspiracy. I am open to
0: any asshole being shoved in my face. Brilliant. Anyway, Sam, thank you very much uh, for coming on. And it's guys, this episode will be out. I'm hoping there's a lot of we've got to add in a lot of uh, content, pictures, videos, things. So I'm not I'll I'd like to hope that it would be done and out by next weekend, but Sam you can promote your stuff um, um, for the listener to follow you and all that, where they can find you. Um, check out Paul and I think, anywhere you can get
1: your podcast, Check out Macca in your attic, my side series where I go through Paul McCartney or Beatles memorabilia on my YouTube channel. Just type in Paul, and I think Paul McCartney podcast or Maka in your attic. Um, yeah, that's about it for me, really. You can check out my appearances on other shows and stuff like that. But yeah, the big one, Paul and I think parts one through three on Paul is Dead, go check those out. Everything we've talked about here I go into a little bit more uh, detail and as we've mentioned the first two parts I actually do with a bit more reverence and respect for the conspiracy so if you just want to listen to those two parts and then kind of go la 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 la," confirmation (laughs) bias with the last episode then you can totally do that because yeah. i get the downloads either way baby i'm gonna sell my soul to the devil come <laughs> here fausty boy you know um also why would the devil let the faustian bargain story even leak because that's that's going to affect the number of bargains yeah per year he that, gets he needs he needs to suppress
0: that story yeah that 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 in itself leads into why i'm and saying bargain. about the karma they, they have to they have to tell us they, they give us clues throughout and they tell us so that when they believe that when we do nothing about it, like, for example, 9-11, no one's gone to jail yet, then the the, the karma, the bad karma of those people being killed is all, all diluted over everyone because we've done nothing about it. It's like standing there watching someone kill someone, and you allow it to happen. They believe that that then shares that karma. So when they tell us about the Faustian bargain through film, media, song, that when we hear it and go, I believe it and we're not holding them accountable, then we're much to blame. That That's their beliefs, not mine.
1: I guess you've just got to be okay with the bargain at the end of the day. Cause like, I like in Game of Thrones that like all magic requires like, a blood sacrifice. like To get something, you got to give something. Or Thanos chucking his daughter Gamora for the soul stone. Whatever nerdy subculture you're a part of, I can create the right metaphor for you. But um, I wouldn't see a problem with selling my soul. I don't value it that highly. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just get me in the Hellfire Club. Again, yeah. thank
0: you. Thank you <laughs> uh. <laughs> all right, guys, thank you. Um, as I say, get your comments in. This is a very interactive th- theory. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the, the lyrics, the appearance, and basically what you think about it. Um, and, and please follow Sam on his socials, listen to his, his three-parter, and, and get all that in. So, guys, thanks again. Thanks, Sam. And we'll be talking to you soon. Bye, guys. Piece of love, piece of love.
1: <laughs> bar you, bar you, to, to your breath, your place, your, your plan be true, shape be true, bar you.